This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's take a look at uh, traffic. Kathy Romano, take it away. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Kathy's, <laughs> Kathy's voice is shot. I, this is, I can't speak louder than this. This is what I sound like. Aww. Okay. So oh, you... I'm not doing traffic. You poor thing. I <laughs> can't catch a break. She is here for moral support, but Nick McElwain will handle the traffic duties. What's going on this morning, Nick? Well, Preston. <laughs> oh, 95 southbound. Uh, it's, uh, this is a mess. This is between the Blue Route and uh, uh, 320 Edgemont. Uh, there is a disabled va- um, track trailer. That's in the right lane. And then there is late c- clearing construction. That's in the right lane. So 95 south between the Blue Route and 320 is very, very slow. Northbound uh, on 95. This is right before Academy. The vehicle has been cleared. So that is getting better. And then in New Jersey, Route 55 northbound, the north of Deptford up to 42. That is slowing just because of your normal morning traffic. This traffic report oh, is brought to you by Macy's. Uh, join Macy's and support big brothers and big sisters of America throughout the holiday season. Donate today when you shop at Macy's stores and at Macy's.com slash purpose. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. No, with Preston <laughs> Elliott. All right, yeah. today is Thursday, the first day of December. Good morning. We're going to start with this. There is a new development in one of Philadelphia's highest profile unsolved mysteries. There has been a major break in what's been known as the boy in the box cold case. Philadelphia police sources say that they have identified the child known as the boy in the box. This is amazing. The body of the little boy was found in a box on the side of Susquehanna Road in Fox Chase, and that was back in 1957. So for 65 years, his remains were never identified until now. And the case was taken up by the Viduk Society, which is made up of some of the world's top investigators. And according to Wikipedia, the Viduk Society is a members-only crime-solving club, and it's here in Philadelphia. It's amazing. Uh, it is named for Eugene-Francois Viduk, the groundbreaking 19th-century French detective who helped police by using the psychology of the criminal to solve cold-case homicides. Uh, Viduk was a former criminal himself, and used his knowledge of the criminal mind to look at murders uh, from the psychological perspective of the perpetrator. So kind of one of the, your earliest examples of profiling. Sounds in a way. like that. Sounds yeah. a lot like that, like the behavioral science. Yeah, thing. exactly. Um, at meetings, law enforcement officials from around the world present cold cases for review. There's nothing else being given out about the identity of the boy in the box. As of now, police say that they will release additional information on the case in the very near future. So... They've actually been able to pinpoint it down, and I'm very interested to see 57. what the information yeah. is. Yes, A busy Camden County, Road, Camden County Road is causing serious issues for drivers. They say that potholes are notorious for flat tires, and they want the county to fix it before things get worse. The portion of, and I assume this is the real name of the road, Chew Road. Chew Road. Chew Road, as in chewing your tires to shreds. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, with the potholes has been the bane of drivers in the area for years, and the multiple people in uh, just past past week complaining of flat tires due to large potholes. Uh, Camden County Public Works officials patched the latest hole Wednesday morning, but a long-term fix is more complicated because the troubled area is a former railroad crossing and is under ownership 
with New Jersey Transit. I know you've had a tire blow. I've I've had I've had a couple of them blow out oh, directly because of potholes. Yep, exactly. If it, you hit a uh, yeah, like it came upon you before you knew it, bang. First, it, and it then flat rattles your teeth out of your head, yep. Preston, and then you're like, no, no. Uh, Dan Keishan, the public affairs director of the county, explained right now it is a question of ownership. We can't go on and make improvements to the railroad tracks if New Jersey Transit maintains ownership. Mm. He says the county is now reprioritizing. Re, re, I can't sp- Reprioritizing. Kathy, how do you say it? <laughs> <laughs> Reprioritizing <laughs> the transfer of ownership from New Jersey Transit as uh, more and more drivers incur costs. Keishan adds it's unclear when the county will receive ownership of the road, but work will begin immediately on the road once ownership does happen. Camden County has a telephone line to report hazards or areas that require repairs, and people wanting to report items can call 856-566-2980 for help. Well, uh, let's see. In the wake of Taylor Swift concert ticket controversy, a lot of memes emerged, many poking a bit of fun at what's turned out to be a serious investigation into Ticketmaster. And one of them suggested that getting tickets to Swift's upcoming Eras tour is as hard as finding a golden ticket in a Willy Wonka chocolate bar. And one Atlantic City eatery took that concept and they ran with it. Bar 32 Chocolate and Cocktails created... 3,000 special holiday edition Taylor Swift chocolate bars. (laughs) I like this. On Christmas morning, one of those bars will have a winning number inside, good for two golden tickets to see Swift at Lincoln Financial Field on May 13th. Uh, The Taylor Swift holiday bar is dark chocolate and crushed peppermint, and they are $10 each. But consider this, the resale tickets to the show are at least $600 each, by the way. Mm. Uh, each wrapper is also encrypted and secure. And by the way, that's $600 kind of on the lower end. Yeah. Um, every bar has a secret number inside of the wrapper. The wrapper is tracked and tied directly to the order that someone made. That ticket is tied directly to the person who bought it. Uh, considering there was no general sale for the show and that the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office is investigating this debacle, this might be worth a shot. Uh, and you're supporting a local business as well. I'm interested how they are able to do this. It's considered a lottery. It, ab- yes, that's what I was wondering. And there are very specific rules on yeah. what you can do when it comes to lotteries. And so I'm assuming that they got the proper uh, go-ahead to do We'll this. find out. Uh, the winner will be announced on Bar32's Instagram account on Christmas morning. All right, sports this morning. Well, the Sixers lost badly to the Cavaliers, falling 113 to 85 last night. What the fuck is this? And of course, that happened in Cleveland. Uh, Karis LeVert scored 22 points off the bench. Darius Garland had 21 and nine assists, and the Cavs won easily. The fuck is that? Donovan Mitchell added 18 points and 6 assists for Cleveland, which led by a season-high 33 points in the fourth quarter. The Sixers are on the road again tomorrow night. They have a game in Memphis against the Grizzlies. Tip-off will be at 8. The Flyers, who ended their 10-game losing streak on Tuesday, are at home again tonight with a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The puck will drop at 7. That means we're going to have to play Casey's yes. oh, yeah. Fly Like oh, yeah. the Flyers yes. song. Extend right. the one-game winning streak. And see if we get more than one game in a row. 
Uh, in tonight's Thursday night football matchup, Buffalo Bills are going to travel to New England. They take on the Patriots. Kickoff will be at 8-15. And at the World Club, uh, Cup, uh, Christian uh, Pulisic assured his teammates that he would be ready for this weekend's match All against right. the Netherlands after his injury in the Americas win. Uh, the Americans went over Iran on Tuesday. Uh, Pulisic was involved in a collision with the Iranian goalkeeper shortly before halftime as his goal helped earn the Americans a spot in the knockout rounds. Uh, the winger said on social media that the game uh, would be at the game. He'd be ready Saturday. He said, don't worry. Uh, while teammate Weston McKinney said, I sent him a text and checked on him. And he said, best believe I'll be ready on Saturday. Right. U.S. will take on the Dutch. On Saturday morning at 10 a.m. And there you go. That's your news report for today. Uh, Great well, job. Well, well, thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah, was there a little extra pressure having the Orson Welles of news right across? Why do you think I couldn't say yeah. re-prior? To, right, pre-prior. I can't, I'm, I'm Jackie. I've turned, turned into Jackie Bam Bam. <laughs> Kayak. 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 Re-prioritizing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Salad balls. <laughs> By the way, I couldn't figure out yesterday why I couldn't stop farting all day long. Oh, oh. And I realized I had had salad balls the night before for dinner. Salad oh. balls are great. By the way, those are Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jackie Bam Bam for yeah. Brussels sprouts. So. <laughs> Salad and I, balls. And I had some more last night because we had some leftovers. So nice. you guys yeah, yeah. for a treat today. Yeah, it's so. good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Thursday. We do have some things that are taking place. We are going to, guest-wise... I have Mr. John Leguizamo on. John is outstanding. Uh, we love talking to him at any point, but he's in this movie uh, with David Harbour called Violent Night. It looks hilarious. And you said the advanced word is great. Very good reviews. I love Very it. Very good reviews. Excellent. Uh, we also will have joining us a gentleman by the name of Evan Ellers. Now, Evan's been on our program before. Remember when they had the great avocado giveaway? Yeah. 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 He was the guy behind that. And, in fact, he's behind an organization that uh, makes sure that food doesn't go wasted. And it's wonderful. And he is in Forbes 30 under 30 social impact list. It's a pretty big deal. It's huge. So good for yeah. him. He's a young man. He's doing well. So we're going to talk to uh, Evan a little bit later on. Congratulate him on this honor. And also we're going to have uh, Adam uh, Grandusil, who is from War on Drugs, yeah. later on this morning. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of came by uh, or came down uh, a little later last night. But uh, the War on Drugs have this uh, announcement that we're, they're going to make with us on uh, around 10 o'clock this morning. Oh, that's pretty cool. 15 this morning. Something... Uh, I mean, because they are a Philadelphia-based band, Grammy-winning uh, Philadelphia-based band, and so they're doing something here in Philadelphia that they're going to We'll have announce. Kathy handle all the particulars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so we have that. And don't forget, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy's holiday oh, activities no. oh, tomorrow. Boy. We'll have to see what happens. Holiday activities! <laughs> yeah. What are you looking for something from to do? It's so hard not to talk. I'm sure. <laughs> Like, I keep wanting to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> Rest it up. Maybe by the end of the show, you'll have your voice back. We'll see. But uh, nonetheless, that's uh, tomorrow. We're going to do that around 8.15, 8.20, something like that. So uh, if you are looking for a list of things for you to get active about in this holiday season, then Kathy's going to have it all for you. But that's tomorrow after uh, voice rest. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. We have some entertainment uh, stories to pass along to you and more. We will return shortly. Hang in there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the stupid question giveaway, a four-pack of tickets to go to Six Flags. They have their special holiday in the park event taking place. Question that I posed to you this morning is as follows. What are the three stages of the water cycle? Three stages of the water cycle. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer to that. Okay, what are the three stages of the water cycle? 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention birthdays while we await your answer today, Thursday, the first day of December. Woody Allen's birthday is on the first day of December. Uh, he turns 87 years old <laughs> today. Duke keeps going. I saw a documentary with him and his wife, former, well, never really technically a stepdaughter, but uh, he looked like he was 98 in that documentary. That was yeah. 15 years ago. Steve, I saw Neil Brennan's comedy uh, routine recently, and he said, uh, not my favorite Woody Allen film. <laughs> was it when he was talking about the yeah. documentary? Like, it's depressing yeah. as hell. He's 87. Uh, the great Bette Midler has her birthday today, and she turns 77. Originally started in uh, in bathhouses, and that's where she met Barry Manilow. That is she correct. Performed in, the, uh, in fact, that movie, The, um, the Ritz, Rita Moreno plays kind of... Um, Bette Midler. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Bette Midler and uh, Barry, Barry Manilow was kind of her music director. Yes. Yep, he, absolutely. He, uh, coordinated all the all the songs, and she became a huge uh, singing sensation, but acting as well. She's one of those, you know, multiple threat uh, performers. Beaches gets me. Uh, she is uh, 77 years old today. Charlene Tilton ah. from Dallas. <laughs> she was the sex pod daughter on Dallas. That is correct. And She's like four, six. Yeah, she was a tiny Super little tiny. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she turns, uh, how old is she today? 64 years old today. So happy birthday, Charlene Tilton. Uh, the, the great Lee Trevino, one of the all-time great golfers, celebrates his birthday as well. He is 83 years old. I have a quick Lee Trevino story. I was, uh, my family and I were taking vacation to this uh, resort. It's called the Greenbrier. It's in West Virginia. Right. And uh, they had this uh, legendary golf course there called the Old White. Uh, I was going to play there uh, while we were in our hotel room. And you know how when you're at a nice resort, the um, there will be a resort channel that talks about all the things, the activities yeah. that you can do. And there's loads of things that you can do there, even like off-roading. And, you know, there's all kinds of, uh, they have this expansive property. And one of the things was like their uh, their ambassador of golf is Lee Trevino, <laughs> and if you wanted to play golf with Lee Trevino, you could schedule that. That was That's, an option. That was an option Whoa. to play with him, and he's one of the all time greats. And Rochelle's wow. like, you really want to do that, don't you? <laughs> did you? Did you? But it was like, no, it was expensive. Yeah, and I, but it, Christ, it's amazing. You would you wouldn't play a whole round. You yeah. probably go out and play like six or seven, you know, holes of golf, and it would probably cost you an arm and a leg to go yeah. do it. I'm like, no, nah, it would be really cool, but no, nah, I don't need to do that. But yeah, that's the type of gig he's got right now. Uh, he is 83 years old today. Uh, Treat Williams, the actor, is uh, 71. <laughs> I will never forget. Treat Williams sits in the middle of one of my most embarrassing on-air moments. Oh, yeah. What Completely forgot we were talking to Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know we have a celebrity on the phone. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be Where would him. I know him from? <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, Candace Bushnell, uh, Sex and City author, she was here in our studio. She was great last year or earlier this year. Yeah, you um, can see how she gets the, um, you know, like like old uh, younger guys really dig her. Yeah, she, she's she's she commands them. She might have been our first in studio guest after COVID. Like I think COVID, she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, she was great. Yep. yep. Uh, also turning a year older today is Brad Delson, hmm. and he plays guitar for Lincoln Park. Uh, uh, he turned 45 years old today. Uh, you mainly hear about the vocalist in, yes. in uh, bands like that, but yeah, we want to make sure that we do highlight other members of the band. What song is this? Bleed it out. Bleed it out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Brad turns 45 years old today. Casey, yeah. you got a song that started with the guitar, right? Yay! I, I, I did it. I did it. I did it. Uh, so not only he, as far as the world of music celebrating a birthday today, but uh, from the Doors, John Densmore, uh, uh, the drummer, turns uh, 78 years old today. I always liked his style. Oh, yeah. He yeah. had a cool little kind of bouncy style about him. And uh, I've said it every time we talk about the Doors, I will go through uh, phases yeah. where I'm listening to them, but otherwise... Okay, I'm, I'm fine without them, and then I'm thinking, okay, I need to listen to The Doors. This it's, is my favorite Doors song, by the way. It's a band you got to be in the right mood for. Yep. Because yeah. it, it goes to dark places, and uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I go through those phases, too. Uh, but uh, John Densmore, 78 years old today. Uh, it's Sarah Silverman's birthday today. I uh, just watched her in Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. Yeah. And she is she's a, a manager, and she's hilarious. Uh, in in the movie, she's a really great comedic actress. She should do that more. So you guys know I've mentioned uh, Burnt Rubber Girl. Yes. Oh yeah. Over the years, uh, my ex girlfriend, uh, her name was Teresa, and um, her vagina smelled like burnt rubber. Yeah, if you're not smelled like burnt rubber. Yeah. And so, uh, so to describe to you the type, of, I told you guys she was a total bitch. Yeah. Uh, but she was very attractive. Right. So, but anyway, so her Sarah Silverman's character in School of Rock. That's what she was like. In demeanor, very, oh, okay, I, yeah. Like, she she would walk in, she's like, Hey Ned, what's going on? Yeah, you're like like very like prying in about like I'm about to get what I want from you right now. Hi, what's happening there? Okay, why don't you tell wow. me? How long? You got something you... you want to tell me now? No. How long oh, were you yeah. together? Uh, it's like a year and a half. Two. All right. Years. What? Yeah. Even the guy in the way movie. Way too long. But I would never have met. It would have never happened with Rochelle if I didn't go through. It that all has to happen. Yeah. It's all for a reason. So yeah, yeah. that's how you got into the School of Rock. But that, that, and that's how I. <laughs> Thank you. But if you ever see that movie and you're like, "Wow, that she is such a bitch," I, that's the type of. I told you, like there are performances, like specifically, um, it's a good performance. Melinda Dillon in A Christmas Story is my mother. You yeah. know, so right. You have burnt rubber, girl. There I have my mother. <laughs> Remember the girls from um, Cannonball Run, uh, the first movie, the Lamborghini yes. Girl? That's yeah. my mom. <laughs> really? That's yeah, your mom? Both of them. Both Adrian of them Barbeau? Really? Yeah, yeah wow. my mom. Is that so she get out of tickets? <laughs> Sarah Silverman is 52 today. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Uh, She's great. She is wonderful. Greatest uh, Catwoman in the Batman. I agree. She was wonderful in that role. Fantastic. I love what they did with her. And I remember she was in uh, X-Men First Class, too. Yes. Yeah. So she's, uh, she's jumped around as far as that... Uh, a cool genre thing goes. And also the, divergent. The director yeah. of the upcoming uh, Pussy Island, right? That is, it, the, yeah. Uh, with uh, Channing you're, Tatum. You're right. She's 34 today. Uh, and then another uh, person that I really dig, Janelle Monet oh, has a birthday. Perfect. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, Hidden Figures, Antebellum, Glass Onion, Knives Out. How is... Uh, she's great. Yeah? I, I just... Um, 
I don't know when the first time. Maybe it was in a Pepsi commercial. I'm like, who is this? Who's this woman? Yeah. Uh, she who is, Yeah, she is perfect, and she's she's great in the movie. Uh, and she's a wonderful performer, too. She is. Uh, so 38 years old today. Great musician, does some really adventurous stuff. So happy birthday to Janelle Monae. All right, we're looking for an answer to this question. What are the three stages of the water cycle? 215-263-WMMR, and we will go to Kelly to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Kelly. All right, can you explain to me what the three stages of the water cycle are, please? Yes, I'm so excited. I'm a second grade teacher and I teach it. It's evaporation, condensation, and precipitation. Yes! Which one is grief? Evaporation, condensation, and precipitation. Evaporation? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask her because she's a teacher. I, I you know want me to get her back on yeah, the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hang on. Uh, Kelly, Casey has a question for you. So, Here's a, a bonus follow-up question. Here we go. So when you teach this to your children, do you teach it uh, in song? And if so, can I hear the song? I don't teach it in song. There you go. All right. SOL. Steve right. does. Evaporation. Condensation, precipitation. There you go. That's how they do it, Case. That's how they do it. All right. Um, <laughs> so we're we're going to uh, touch on this first story and expand on it a little bit because there's a lot of material, and we'll. Uh, I have some other stories that I want to get to, but we can't not mention uh, that Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac passed away uh, at the age of 79 years, an undisclosed uh, illness, a short illness. They said, by yeah. the way. Uh, and uh, just terrible news to hear. Uh, Fleetwood Mac posted on their uh, own tribute and uh, uh, on their page. And uh, Stevie Nicks had tweeted out that she didn't know until late Saturday night that she was even ill. And, and she, she's a close friend. Yeah. Well, yeah. She called her her best yeah, friend. Yeah, best friend. Yeah. Uh, since 1975. Uh, so just terrible news. But we'll... Uh, We'll expand a little bit more on this because there's a lot of songs to uh, to listen to. And I love her stuff. Reflect on yeah. yeah. What and and she was like this. There were so many stars in that band. Oh god, there were so yeah. many uh, front people in that band, and she kind of, even though it was the lead on a few songs, kind of took a little bit of a backseat to Stevie Nicks yeah. and Lindsey Buckingham. But she was just a powerhouse. Wrote some of the biggest hits. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll go into a little bit more detail, but terrible news. Yes. Ter- terrible news about that. Um, I have a few other stories uh, to mention. Reports say that married Good Morning America co-anchors, by the way, they're not married to each other, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach, have been involved in an alleged affair. <laughs> a well-documented affair. And have left their partners to be together. There's oh. like, it's the worst secret affair ever conducted, because I'm reading the article and Preston is like loads of pictures of them out in public. Yeah. It's like it, apparently they did not give a rat's ass. But they're saying they're... it's not an affair. Oh, it's not an affair, huh? Well, Who's according saying? to Page Six, their romance started in March, just around the time the two began training together for the New York City Half Marathon. A source said that back in August, uh, they allegedly both left their respective spouses after being spotted canoodling in bars. Canoodling! Near ABC <laughs> News headquarters in May. Like, they didn't even... They didn't even leave the general area. Right. They should have done it on the news. Uh, the, Start making out on Good Morning America. The two went to, it, it says here, though, the two went to extreme lengths to hide their affair. Yeah, they, it didn't work. Uh, the source said that they have a very cozy relationship on air, but that is what is expected. Uh, but they were very careful behind the scenes to keep their affair secret. The producers of GMA are shocked to hear that they are having an affair. You remember, the, the, 
it, it'll eventually get out. There, uh, there was that point, I remember watching today, the Today Show when Tom Brokaw was actually sitting on Jane Pauley's face. Wait, and what? that was the first indication they were having something How going on. How did I miss that? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Excuse me for a second, I see something I need to sit on. Jane's face. I'm so goddamn horny. <laughs> Willard, why don't you give the birthday of some old person? <laughs> There's a distraction. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it's being reported that just two weeks after Thanksgiving, the GMA co-host went on a trip to a remote cottage. Cottage is always where you have sex. Uh, Robach has since restricted her comments on Instagram. Meanwhile, Holmes's Instagram has been deactivated. Uh, Robach, according to the Daily Mail, allegedly split with her husband in August, the same month that Holmes and his wife, uh, Marilee Feebig, uh, separated as well, but Kathy and I know you're limited on what you can say. You heard that they, they're saying it's they weren't having an affair, but but they are together now, right? Right, that they their marriage is split up. Right, and then they had the affair. They know that while they were right. still married, they had the I'm affair. Just telling you what it said. <laughs> More with Kathy right now. Wait. There it is. <laughs> I didn't know she said. Kathy, that. what do you think about that? <laughs> There'll be a need at some point this morning for my voice. Just let me know. It's starting to come back a little bit, but don't push it. Um, so Don't anyhow, sing anything, even though we love your beautiful voice. So I'm curious how this will go. The two of them uh, now together, working together, and being open about this. I wonder if they'll talk about it at all. Well, you know? technically, uh, I think a news channel would, or a news bureau would fall all over themselves to not make this the thing yeah. and separate them. I mean, yep. there was an entire plot line yeah. on the morning show, the TV show on Apple TV+. And, you know, is it, like these affairs happen all the time, and, and they certainly happen in these types of environments. Um, but uh, why not just acknowledge it? And Nick, it reminds me of when I used to sit on Shane Pauly's <laughs> on the Today Show. Uh, no, you're right, though. Uh, you... <laughs> They won't, though. I no. think they'll... No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, moving on. Danny Masterson's rape case has ended in a mistrial. Mm. Deadline I... reports said a judge ruled yesterday that the deeply divided jury was unable to reach a verdict after several days of debil- uh, uh, deliberation. So we're not, we weren't sitting in the courtroom. We don't know what they heard. But from the outside, it seemed like, wow, this is sort of slam dunkish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the That 70s Show star was charged with three counts of rape by force or fear in June 2020 regarding separate incidents of sexual assault against three women that allegedly occurred at Masterson's home between 2001 and 2003. He was uh, impressive. You look at the picture up in the studio. He was represented by Edgar Winter. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's a lawyer with very white hair. <laughs> uh, a tentative retrial date of March 27th has been scheduled and Masterson remains free on bail. Of three point three million dollars, uh, but you you have to remember that there's there's a lot of money behind him. Yeah, uh, as the Church of Scientology, Scientology yeah. uh, and so he's got powerful lawyers, and uh, you know they can work their magic. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Matthew McConaughey opened up to People Magazine about aiding his hometown following the Uvalde shooting. Uh, he told uh, the outlet that within 40 seconds of finding out uh, the news that a gunman had killed 21 people, including 19 children, uh, his wife Camilla had already decided to get on a plane and head to the Texas town. Uh, the actor said, when we went to Uvalde, uh, we both didn't know where or how we would be needed most. But once we arrived, it became clear that our connection was with the families and especially Camilla with the mothers. She became a support system for them. And even now, long after we have left, she still maintains that support when needed. Uh, the people of Uvalde said, uh, he says, 
uh, asked him to stick around longer. So uh, he brought his own kids and his brother, uh, Rooster's family, down there. Uh, he told the outlet, uh, I would say 100% of the families we talked to really wanted to just embrace. Mm-hmm. He said they didn't want a handshake. Uh, they would quickly bypass the open hand and just come in for a hug. And it was show up, meet their gaze, meet the pressure of their hug, and hold on to them as long as they wanted to hold on to you. Something that simple. Yeah, he said some hugs went on for minutes. Uh, the McConaughey's uh, Just Keep uh, their Just Keep Living Foundation uh, continues to support grief counseling and other community needs for the people of Uvalde. There is a lot of power in a sincere hug. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I get cynical when uh, actors or actresses get behind causes like this, and I, I shouldn't be as cynical as I am. Uh, but you can tell that McConaughey's really putting. Um, you know, his heart is in this. He Absolutely. seems like a decent guy. He really does. And, and every time he talks about it, he's very sincere and really, it's really heartfelt. Yep. Agreed. Uh, well, while promoting Tim Burton's new original series Wednesday, actor Louise Guzman uh, played a game of celebrity, true or false, during an interview. And the host had given Guzman an opportunity to talk about the many fans who have told him how much they love him in 1990's Ghost. <laughs> Problem is... He's not, He's not in that movie. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, Guzman has appeared in hundreds of movies and TV shows, often giving me- minor but memorable performances. However, the actor seems to be most recognized for a movie with which he had literally no involvement with at all. Uh, it wasn't Guzman's, but instead uh, actor Rick Avila's. Uh, who played the role of Willie Lopez in the 1990 film. We actually spoke about Rick Aviles not that long ago. We did. I said something about him. He died, that right? he had died, But he had died several years ago, and yeah. I didn't realize that he had died that long ago. Uh, in the film, Lopez is responsible for uh, killing Patrick Swayze's Sam Wheat, who then returns as a ghost to protect his girlfriend. So uh, because of that, Guzman says uh, people are constantly coming up to him and ask him, <laughs> Why did you kill Patrick Swayze? (laughs) I didn't. What was it like working with Whoopi Goldberg? And he explains that to this day, he could be walking through an airport, a mall, and someone will approach him about Ghost. Uh, The actor says that it happened so often that, uh, he said, if I had a nickel since that began, I would probably own this studio and island and a couple of private planes. I swear. Uh, For years, Guzman says that he used to always uh, deny that he ever starred in the movie, uh, but a chance encounter led him to rethink his approach. He said, I was in Detroit one time, changing planes. A 90-year-old lady comes up to me. Oh, my God, I loved you in Ghost, he explained. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad. And I explained, no, no, uh, that was that was someone else. And then she goes, so what might I have seen you in? And he goes, well, did you ever see The Count of Monte Cristo? And she says, yes, I love that movie. And uh, that was such a great movie. And I said, well, I was uh, Jacopo. And then she goes, no, you weren't in that. <laughs> and he goes, in that moment, he realized uh, it was easier to just let people think what they That's want. fine. Yeah. Uh, after all, he's been in everything from Boogie Nights to Carlito's Way to the Is, Isn't this him from Anger Management, this clip? I yeah. told you yeah, not that's to it. go there. Yeah. I told you not to go there. He's great yeah. in Anger Management. Yes, absolutely. So he's just in tons and tons of movies. Uh, but apparently, uh, you know, why not add one more to the list? He said, from that moment on, he said, I'm always going to be the guy in Ghost. Who did we just talk about recently who just takes the picture and says they are the person they're confused with and will even autograph? Because it's, the, the logic is it made that person feel better. Right. I forgot mm-hmm. who that was. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Uh, sometimes it's just not worth right, the trouble. Right. But, yeah. uh, that guy that uh, that Luis is mistaken for, is that was he in, a, for the second mention today, was he in Cannonball Run? 
I don't think so. Casey, I, think, I think, so. think he actually was a stand-up comedian. He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, and so he probably had a couple of acting roles. Right. Here. I don't know what his extent in... Uh, are you looking up his... He is? Yeah, no way. Yeah, he, he played goes, Mad Dog. You're going to be a, a bear, be a grizzly. Oh. That's him. All right. Yeah. We, the weird... <laughs> never get tired no of the music. kidding. Okay. The weird the... thing is, the people coming up and say, I loved you, and Ghost, he, he's a... He's a He's a killer. Yeah. He's a prick. But I you can love still, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like an evil character, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they make an impact. But, uh, yeah, so anyhow. But he's he's great, and he's not in a whole lot of uh, the movie Wednesday, but he's great in it as Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Seyfried are pretty sure that Mean Girls 2 is never going to happen. Uh, while discussing a possible sequel in Interview Magazine, Lohan told her former co-star, I don't know. I heard something about it being a movie musical, and I was like, oh, no, uh, we can't do that. It has to be the same tone. Anyway, Tina is busy. Uh, maybe she'll get around to it. Uh, the following for Christmas star added, listen, we're all part of each other's worlds, whether we like it or not, and it's really nice to be in contact as adults. Uh, everyone still is the same, uh, and it's fun to have certain memories that we can't share with anyone else. So she's in that, that Netflix falling for Christmas movie is actually... Well done. It's enjoyable. She's good. And Seyfried was in that Elizabeth Holmes uh, documentary yeah. on Hulu, and she was excellent. I didn't finish that. Did yeah. you watch it all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, good? it's really good. Okay. Uh, Jim Carrey is joining a list of celebrities that are leaving Twitter. Uh, the actor announced on Tuesday, I'm leaving Twitter, uh, but first here's a cartoon that I made with my friend Jimmy Hayward. Uh, it's based on my painting of a crazy old lighthouse keeper standing naked in a storm. Uh, summoning the angels and shining his lamp to guide us through a treacherous night. I love you all so much. I saw just a little clip of it. It was pretty cool looking. That is cool. Uh, but uh, I don't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I have no idea how long it is. But he he is finished. Uh, he says with uh, Twitter. We'll see if that holds. Um, let's see. Uh, Reese Witherspoon uh, would love to play Judge Judy Shineland in her biopic. Uh, if there were to be one. I don't see that. Uh, when asked her reaction to be named... I see Sofia Vergara. As Judge Judy's uh, top pick to play her, the legally blonde star told E! News, she's my girlfriend, I'm obsessed with her. So what's her... What's uh, Judge... Is it Judy Justice or Justice... What's the name of the current show? Yeah. I don't she, know. Because she... That's the deal. She Now she completely, completely owns this series. Right. And I think it's Judy Justice. Okay. Uh, according to Witherspoon, the two have had lunch together. Several, oh, then it's meant to be. Several times over the years. So apparently they're butts. And uh, she would like to play them. Uh, legendary director Ang Lee will direct his son Mason Lee in Bruce Lee, a biopic about the life and career of the iconic martial artist and movie star. This makes sense because he had formerly played Brenda Lee Preston in a Brenda Lee. tour de force performance. Lee, Singer. Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> Lee, 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 Lee. Uh, Lee is set to direct Lee, 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 Lee. The film for Sony 3000, Sony's 3000 Pictures banner uh, with a script written by Dan Futterman, best known for his work on the Oscar-nominated films Capote and Foxcatcher. What did you think of the um, the Rob Cohen movie? Uh, uh, I liked it. it uh, uh, Dragon? It, it takes... Yeah, it takes liberties. It's, yeah. it's, it's Hollywood. Yeah, it's a yeah, Hollywood yeah. version of his but life. But I liked it. Uh, but but I enjoyed it, and I thought it was nice to spotlight Bruce. Yeah, you know, in yeah. a movie about his life. And obviously, you know, they they uh, uh, they take a romantic uh, look at his life and so on. Right. I'd like to see something a little bit more. You know what? One I really liked, uh, Steve, and it was it was also a total fantasy. Right. 
um, and I've forgotten the title of it, but it was a it was the supposed match. Oh yes, yes, between Bruce and the Shaolin monk. Like it was, it um, was it was almost like it was almost like complete fantasy elements to that. Totally, yeah, yeah. But I really liked yeah. it. It was another movie, and and it and it showed uh, a little bit of Bruce's kind of arrogant side. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was really cool. I forgot the name of that film. Uh, but I found it entertaining. The dude who played him in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Great. was terrific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are, uh, Futterman's script is the latest in a long line of scripts written for a potential biopic on the Enter the Dragon star. Uh, Ang Lee said, uh, except that as neither fully American nor fully Chinese, Bruce Lee was a bridge between East and West who introduced Chinese Kung Fu to the world. A scientist of combat and an iconic performing artist. Uh, who revolutionized both the martial arts and action cinema. B. Water. Uh, Ang Lee was uh, will produce the film with Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee, by the way. Lee, with Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> Other producers. There's a lot of Lees in Hollywood. Uh, one of the producers, uh, this is uh, Elizabeth Gabler, said, Bruce Lee is a longtime passion project for Ang and a deeply emotional story depicting the triumphs and conflicts of one of the most foremost real-life action heroes of our time. So I don't know anything about when uh, something like that might pop up. I, I do love that scene in Once Upon a Time. It's, it's great. It's like, yeah. It's great. If I, if I kill a man... <laughs> yeah, it's I, called it's manslaughter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt, it's such a great scene. It's on the set of the Green Hornet, and Brad Pitt yeah. has been, been uh, brought in to be a, a standby stuntman. And that exchange is really great. Bruce Lee, as you mentioned, Preston, did have arrogance. He yeah. had some arrogance. Obviously, he was a great fighter. Yeah, he could um, back it up. So I could see something like this happening. It's, it's you know, a fictitious incident. But apparently, he had an issue with um, with Western stunt people because in the in um, when he done films over in Hong Kong, um, they really they actually will. Hit a Making little bit contact. more, yeah. Yep. And so a lot of the stuntman domestically thought, uh, "Wow, man, you're you're being a jerk." So I think once he synergized better with these guys, it became yeah. a mutual respect thing. But this did stuff like this was purported to have happened. Yep. Uh, according to Variety, the latest classic piece of Hollywood cinema that is set to get a reboot treatment is Easy Rider. Oh. Uh, the rights holders behind the counterculture classic starring Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda want to deliver a refreshed version of the iconic 1960 I am Bill Weston. Look for me an easy writer. <laughs> to inspire a new generation of young moviegoers. Bill, Bill could do it. Bill hits the open road. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's, he a, he's a motorcycle guy. So when they reboot it, are they going to make it watchable? Because the first one is... Not, not a watchable movie yeah. at all. It does not hold up. It is It is so of its time. Right. It really and, is, and I man. can appreciate it because I remember catching it oh, excuse me <clears throat> at the right moment but yes nick it is a hard watch I for watched, a lot of people man steve i watched it in a film class in college and i was you know i understand its importance and i, and I love jack i love the premise of it i just found it really difficult to see it was through. just a series of music videos and jump cuts yeah well yeah. when your director is on lsd there you go Dennis yeah, Hopper. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh so easy rider a two-time oscar nominated film by the way yeah uh it's considered a pivotal piece of american cinema history coming off the back of hollywood's golden age studio pictures and introducing a new wave of films and filmmakers who questioned the establishment in uh, the ensuing decade. So it was groundbreaking yes. sorts of its time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, one of the films, uh, film rights holders, Maurice uh, Fadida, told Variety that our goal is to build upon the counterculture and freedom narrative uh, that the original left us with and give the youth of today 
a film that pays serious attention to their count- own countercultures and challenges. Uh, themes of the original film can be applied to a new version with a new audience. What the young viewers of today are experiencing in their everyday lives may seem crazy to older generations, but it can be very it can very well become the societal norm, as was the case with the cultural shift in the late 1960s. That's what happened. And I think you could combine this and maybe do a sort of a hybrid of Easy Rider, Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> so that uh, Booger right. is one of the... right. And he has a hard time because his nose-picking hand is his throttle hand. Right, okay, yeah. and and it makes it difficult to cross right. the country. Uh, they said we were hoping to play a part in that particular shift, so whether or not they cross it Easy with... Booger. Easy Booger. Revenge of the Nerds or not uh, remains to be seen, so we will have to see if that is indeed one of the ideas uh, that we'll go with, so I have no idea. All right, one last story, then we're going to get to the clips. Uh, Jack McBrayer and JoJo Siwa will host the first ever Children's and Family Emmy Awards. Uh, McBrayer will lead the Children's and Family uh, Award Show on December 11th, while Siwa will emcee the Children's and Family Creative Arts Emmy celebration. Are these two new award shows? On December 10th. No, I don't think this is going to be one that we'll have to watch. I think oh that they'll God. they'll do the ceremony and it won't be uh, a televised one. Or, or I'm sure you'll be able to see it if you want to. But uh, both shows are going to take place at the Wilshire Ebel Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, Siwa will perform with her sister Jess as part of their XOMG pop group. X-O-M-G. Yep, during the Creative Arts show. Uh, Siwa said, I'm honored to be hosting the very first children and uh, Children's and Family Emmy Awards and to be a nominee in both Outstanding Choreography and Outstanding Music Direction and Composition for a Live Action Program. It's sure to be fun uh, with my girl group X-O-M-G Pop kicking off the night uh, with what will be a great performance. And uh, McBrayer, who's nominated for Outstanding Host for Hello Jack, <laughs> The Kindness Show, I said he's thrilled to be hosting the first Emmys ceremony for uh, children and family, the genre. So that's coming up. Yeah, but I don't know about where you'll be able to see it. Okay, like good. All right, um, now we're ready for the clips. An unlikely group of heroes set off on a dangerous quest to places far beyond their home in the new series Willow. And in this clip, producer Jonathan Kasdan explains how new technology helped out the show. But we've been able to do some things in in CG character creation. And we're working on a character sort of, I'd say, in the spirit of uh, Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. And and it has has technical aspects to it that I have never seen before. Shut up, dummy. Uh, Willow is out on Disney Plus right now. You can see it. Next clip. Here we go. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show why uh, this Nick is no saint in Violent Night. Here, star David Harbour reveals other characters that he wants to receive the Violent Night treatment. Here we go. My friends, uh, the Easter Bunny. I'd really like to see a badass Easter Bunny. And this is not quite a day of the year guy, but the Tooth Fairy. I think uh, The Rock did it years ago, but we could do a reboot of that. And also, you know, Valentine's Day. I mean, everybody hates Valentine's Day. Damn! (laughs) Violent Night is out in theaters tomorrow. By the way, we're going to talk to John Leguizamo, and he plays uh, the The villain villain in this movie. So there has been an evil Tooth Fairy movie. There have been a number of horror Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one looks, because it's so directly 
Die Hard and Home Alone. Yeah. Looks hilarious. They're doing one uh, with the Grinch called The Mean One. Yes. Uh, that's it's a monster out. movie. It's a mo- uh, yep. And they're, they're starting to, to take on these <laughs> beloved characters. And uh, turn him evil. There's a Winnie the Pooh one. They're going to do a Bambi one. Fat Man, which yeah. you have to oh, see. Yeah, Mel Gibson is Fat so Man. good. Yes. And you know what? Like with this, there's a great scene in Fat Man where he, he's Santa Claus, but he's in a civilian garb. He goes to the bar, and he's sitting at the bar, and there's a guy next to him, and he, he, starts, to, he starts to talk to him. And then you realize, what's going on here? And you realize Santa knows if you've been naughty or nice, ah. and he's trying to sort of dissuade this guy from following through with something, okay. and, he, and he does. But it was just a cool little moment Interesting. that was really well done. Okay. Uh, that's the Entertainment Report. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Besides John Leguizamo, we have a couple of other guests. We'll announce those as we go along. Stay put. We will return in just a little bit. Wait, what's he? Where was that place Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and then we've got bigger problems. So we started out the entertainment break uh, talking about uh, Christy McVie passing away and we uh, kind of glanced over it a little bit because I, I had a bunch of other stories to get to as well, but I wanted to make sure that we did spend some time uh, reminiscing, especially about the songs. Oh my God! I mean, I I love Fleetwood Mac. I know we all, you know, are, are Fleetwood Mac fans. But um, there's throughout my life, you know, so much of the the music that I was listening to and loving was what Fleetwood Mac was putting out. Yeah. So uh, and her, she she had written some of their biggest hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, you uh, you almost automatically think of uh, Stevie Nicks when, yeah. you, when you go to uh, Fleetwood Mac. But uh, she actually predated uh, Stevie in the band so, by several years. You remember, I mean, you can't overstate the impact that Rumors album oh, man. had when that, it just destroyed. Yeah, yep. I loved this band. I loved her voice. You know, Steve, I would go back and forth between loving her and loving Stevie. And and really, everybody brought something to the band. Uh, We've talked several times about what a great record The Dance is. It's a live record that came out in in 96 or 97. I listened to a portion of it every week. I listen all the time. And I was um, driving west on on the turnpike on Wednesday. I was heading down to uh, Virginia to spend some time with family for Thanksgiving. And Pierre did a workforce block of Fleetwood Mac. And he caught it right as I was getting on the turnpike. <laughs> and it did some cuts from the dance and a whole bunch of Fleetwood Mac. It just put me in such a great mood. And with Christine's dying yesterday, with her passing away, it really, it was a gut punch because I had no idea that she was even sick. Right. You know, and you just see yeah, the headline. Another the, one of these. Right. Yeah. And it just came out of nowhere. And it just, it really uh, caught me by surprise in a terrible way. It just, it really bummed me out. Uh, by the way, this song, this is Songbird. It wasn't uh, one of their big hits. No. Uh, but they would, a lot of times, what I was reading this morning, they would close their show mm-hmm. with this song a lot of times. And this is just her. It's, it's just her singing and playing piano, and that's it. From what I understand, Mick Fleetwood had made a, a mention of the fact that this is the song he would like played at his funeral. Oh, no wow. kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know about the song until, God, a couple of years ago when the uh, they, they did a, uh, a remastered deluxe version of this album. And uh, and there is a just a piano version only, where it's just piano, no vocals, yeah. and that's what kind of caught my attention. And then I listened to the lyric version. I was like, "Where has this song been my entire life?" Yeah. And my friend uh, Melissa 
Uh, she was like, this is almost my wedding song. I'm like, this is a beautiful... <laughs> Everyone seems to want to adopt it for yeah. something pivotal in their lives. And a lot of their music, uh, you know, is that. She, um... um I, I knew that she and Stevie Nicks were, were were good friends. I didn't Stevie Nicks refers or was referring to Christine McVie as her best friend. She did, yeah. And had no idea or a scant little idea that she was this far along in her disease. I, I think that it was uh, the the what I read in Rolling Stone, they said she died at a hospital following a short illness. Okay. Right. So I'm assuming she may not have known about it until recently. And when I hear things like that, I immediately think of something like pancreatic cancer. Right. All of a sudden you realize, uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is, uh, by the time they find well, out, uh, it's it's far along. Also, you know, it's 79 years old is, you know. It, sure. It's a good run. Yeah, and yeah. No, it's a great run. But, like, you know, um, you know, my dad was sick and, and, yeah. and was gone in, like, two weeks. Right. You yeah, know true, what I mean? And true, the same yeah. thing with my aunt. Like, it just, it might not have been cancer. It could have been any number sure. of things. But yeah. at that age. Yeah. Uh, this is a band that I loved uh, the most, and I never saw them live, and I really regret never I know. going to see them. And it was just, uh, you know, I, I love every individual member in the band. I love what they bring, but the, as the collective, and she stopped touring with them probably a decade or so ago. I know that uh, Cheryl Crow was doing it for a bit, um, but uh, I just, I really am mad at myself for never going to see Fleetwood Mac. Well, yeah. <sighs> You have to dance, you know. Yeah. So, that, so that's and that's uh, that's as for sure as pristine. It's like Preston, the uh, the the Eagles yeah. concert film is. You know, that's that's locked in time. Yeah. So that's great. But uh, no, I, I know I never no, got to see them in their full robustness. So let's go through a couple other songs that she either wrote or co-wrote. And uh, like I said, they were some of the biggest hits. Here you go, right here. Okay. Wrote this song, "Don't Stop." Huge. Used in countless. Campaigns yeah. and and uh, and soundtracks of of just having a uh, a positive outlook and, and you're gonna get there, you That collective was able to do. They were able to take songs that could easily have been um, that might just end up on. You know, oh, that's dismissed as easy listening, or or. Hmm. But it always stayed in rock. Like it was always. They were always considered yeah. a rock act, yeah. and, and rightfully so, because there was always much more in play yeah. with what they were bringing to the uh, to the table, and and a song like that. The second it starts, it catches you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's uh well, hang on, Kate. You want to hold kind me? Of jumping around a little bit. Hang on a second. Yeah, here's uh here's another great one, man. Another one that uh, that she wrote. You can take me to paradise. I guess it's a live version. Yes. Yeah. And then again, you could be cold as ice. I'm over my head. Over my head. But it sure feels had this smooth way about her, man. Your mood is like the changing all I believe this song was written. She was involved with Dennis Wilson for No, a while. that was Hold Me. Hold Me, that's yeah, it, yeah. She wrote about the, the relationship with Dennis Wilson. Yeah. That's a great 
great song, man. She has such a pretty a voice. I mean, Stevie's voice was so distinctive, and, and definitely when you hear Stevie Nicks' song, you know it's yeah. a Stevie Nicks song. But but Christine's voice was just beautiful, and and her uh, piano playing and her songwriting really made the band better because of her contributions to it. You know, it's uh, funny, Nick. The, the <laughs> The amount of interband humping oh that went on. Well, there, there's a biopic there. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why there hasn't yeah. been a Fleetwood Mac biopic made yet because sure. yes, every one of those band members was banging the other one at one point. Uh, and she was married to John for a stretch, and then I think she was hooking up with Lindsay. And yeah. who the hell? She probably hooked up with Stevie. All right, here's another great one for you. Uh, oh. As a group together, um, like the Eagles, like the Beatles, uh, the right people found each other. Yeah, and yeah. they just they 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 meshed so perfectly together. So earlier versions of Fleetwood Mac, <clears throat> and they're they're what what is who is the um, the before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie oh, Nicks Peter um, Green? Yeah, yeah the one who passed uh, away. I what? really don't remember. I, I know one or a two of the songs that I rem- Yeah, but I didn't really know that era of Peter the band Green. very yeah. well. Okay, Peter Green. So, um, is that gentle, sentimental, gentle wind right. blowing through my great song? Again. Different band though. Yeah. I mean, entirely yeah. different yeah. sound. And yeah, they Do you remember that song? Can't help but J. Bob Man. Yeah, sing ain't pretty in Then and he passed away a couple of years ago yeah. as well. But the Some when songs. the whole um, so they want to hire you know this is in the, in the documentary and um, um, so, uh, uh, talking about the uh, um, the band getting together they wanted Lindsey Buckingham in the band he said uh, yeah I, I want to bring my girlfriend as well and they're like well all right you know there was a little bit of back and forth little did they know they're they're bringing a nuclear reactor into the band with Stevie Nicks but mm. uh, you know an amazing confluence of events but you're right Preston it had to be this collective. To work the way it does or yeah. did, I think yeah. uh, Christine wrote um, "Everywhere," and that's she one of my favorite song. songs. Yeah, and and so there's it's being used in a car commercial, and and Steve, you talked about it sort of being dismissed as easy, easy listening. It's a great song, yeah. Yeah. and I I do in my car what the people in the car commercial do, and you just sing along yeah. to it. it. It's a great song. You know it's the part where you uh, yeah, and again it's it's yeah. those vocals, it's those harmonies yeah. of, of those three people harmonizing yeah. together here. And the production is fantastic. There was a, I saw a documentary one time, and I don't remember where it was. It may have been on AXS or something like that, and I would love to find it again. They went into the studio, and you've seen this with other uh, uh, seminal albums before, and it was it was the gang from Fleetwood Mac, a member here and there. But they but they went in. They took the masters. They were in the recording studio, 
and they're fading the faders up and down and saying, oh, yeah, so we put the, this uh, uh, dobro guitar in here in this part. Yeah. And then we, you know, we had so-and-so singing and, and they're playing and they're bringing them up and down. And you could hear that the production was just outstanding, just fantastic. And it was just rumors. It was the rumors album. Yeah. And they were taking it track by track and they were going through I need to find that again. Uh, yeah. Because it's wonderful. Uh, I, love, I love stuff like that, the breakdown. It, it's, uh, you, you see genius at work. You know what I, what I'm I'm hoping is that um, you know we we do these tributes and, and they happen all around the world yeah. when, when people like this pass. Uh, sometimes they pass uh, quickly, unexpectedly, an accident, something like that. But every now and then you have somebody who might be gravely ill, and maybe that was Christine's case. I hope that they know before they pass that this type of thing is going to happen, that this chain reaction is going to happen around the world because it's just too bad that we don't get a chance to celebrate people I know, like that. And I know. Have them know it's it. the nature of the beast. And I, I know exactly what you're I saying. Yeah. It's because you, you do get caught up in it. Uh, but there was enough enough of the accolades. Any injury you ever saw with Christy McVie, she was very, oh, that's like not caught up in her own deal, not right. caught up in the band's deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, really the, the joy of doing the music was... That's why I love the band so much. That's why I love Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. You know, a gene. I know there's a little bit of difficulty that's occurred over the years. You know, with, with a little bit of ego stuff there, and maybe part of his reaction was that his girlfriend ended up being. You know, he didn't yeah. even he didn't anticipate that happening. But um, it is it is a magical collection of people, and uh, her contribution. She had to know. She had to know the contributions in just general good feeling. And and um, you know this this infectious music that she wrote it will live on forever. It's an incredible legacy. Uh, somebody just pointed out, and I had forgotten. Yes, that even in uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac's music being used uh, in the show Wednesday, yeah, uh, they do a version of uh, "Don't Stop." Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which Christine McVie co-wrote, and there was just it's a great scene do in the show. By the way, we, we, do, we just it, played some of that, did we not? Mm, I don't oh, think of so. the actual song, yes. Yeah, we did. We did play not, not the, the Wednesday song, version. But, uh, but in the show Wednesday, yeah, the, the, the Nevermore Academy's marching band plays it. Uh, here's another uh, great one that she was either had written or co-wrote. Nick, when you're talking, when I'm, when I'm driving, I take the Stevie Nicks part. Okay. Tell me lies. And then I'll do the Lindsay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me lies. This was uh, MTV version <laughs> or, uh, of the, the MTV era yes. of Fleetwood Mac. They made right? a video yeah, for this. There was a music video. Yeah. For yeah. It was a very 80s era video. But it was important. In the desert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those videos were great. But it was important for me to, because uh, I wasn't introduced to the band any other way. Uh, yeah. the, the, you know, like, it was MTV who was like, hey, by the way, kid. Here's Fleetwood Mac. I was wrong. Hold Me is the one that was in the desert. Uh, and it was their first oh. video they ever made. Tell me lies. They're walking around like a barn and a uh, like in a, a farm, and and then they cut from one to the other. And then like the, there's the uh, in, in the middle of the video, you see Lindsay's face on one side and Stevie's face on the yeah, other side. Yeah, yeah. In the middle, yeah. And, yeah. and all, I love all that crap. Uh, you know, it's a great video. And then uh, Christy McVie's on the the song and on the, the obviously the whole uh, song itself, but she didn't write it. But Gypsy yes. has a great video. Yeah, Casey, you meant you sort of lamented the fact earlier that you didn't know about Songbird. And until recently, and, and I understand that, but to me, it, like, it doesn't matter when a song no. like that enters into your life. You know, it's like, as long as it's in your life, it, it 
and when it finds you, it finds you, and it finds you for a particular reason. So, like Baby Shark. Like Baby Shark, you know. Well, for me, it was like uh, like The Cure, right? I yeah. didn't know that The Cure was as good as they were until uh, right. I, I was like, uh, um, I was watching Mr. Robot, and Disintegration was part of the uh, the one. Great so it, it is, but like the, the the entire album. So I gave it a listen. I was like, where has this been my entire <laughs> life? Like, you know, and I know you're you're right, but. It's so good that I wish I had it longer. Well, you know? let yeah, life yeah. reveal those little gems to but, you. Yeah. They space it out that way. That's great. It like, gives you something to... I recently found out I liked Indian food. I didn't know that. <laughs> no! And I'm kind of happy that now <laughs> I have this new awesome avenue to explore for a while. So it's okay, man. Yeah. It's all right. You know, I'm discovering music that I discounted a long time ago. And and now I, I have the opportunity to appreciate it, and it's uh, yeah. otherwise I wouldn't be appreciating it. <laughs> it's so know? funny, it's right? Because like I, I don't go to mass a lot, right? But when I was a kid, when you but, do, <laughs> but no, no, when I was a kid, because I, I was just thinking about this yeah. like the other day. I, I actually listen to what the priest has to say. Yeah. Where, when I was a kid, like when they did the sermon, the homily, I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to try and learn how to like. You should really check out the cure. <laughs> no, but like now, I, like. You know, I just wasn't, you know, ready for that sort of but stuff. That's, and you know, that's and like not maybe what this life is about. No, the, I know experiences. Yeah. I, I'm glad for you that you found it. You know, yeah. I, I'm, because listen, you were listening to a lot of fish early on. You don't want to, you know, you want to, you, you want to. Not that early on. I mean, I didn't discover fish until I got to college. There was a whole like bunch of stuff, uh, you know, and I gotten into like the classic rock realm in high school. Right. You know, but no, I uh, discovering a a well established band uh, like when uh, I was starting on. You know, my two favorite bands are, are the Beatles and Rush. And by the time I had discovered, I, I describe it as a um, as a treasure chest opening yeah. up. That creaky mm. uh, top opens up, and all of a sudden you look inside, and welcome, they're, Preston. They're, like it's where do I even begin? Where do I start? I have so much material. This is wonderful. I have a, I have an abundance of and, riches to go through. And by the way, the nature of the Excellent. beast now, with immediate access to in, in, not only entire oh, libraries yeah. but yeah. demo tracks. And, so when we were uh, accruing our musical history yeah. or, or, or all of the stuff that we were into. We used to have to do things like wait till the next album. Yes, <laughs> right, yeah. yes, yeah. But yep. uh, you know, just uh, real quick, getting back to Christine McVie, if you um, if you like Fleetwood Mac, uh, watch the dance or, or or buy that record because it's such a great live record. And see, I, it, I, see it though if you can it, watch the, watch, watch the video because yeah, it's and, well worth it. And when you watch the video, Steve, you see their interactions. Yeah. You see what each member, including Christine, brings to the band, and it really is a great live record. I can't recommend it more highly. By the way, um, we're talking about we were talking about the the album Rumors and on the cover of it. And I was a kid. I was yeah. probably in like uh, fourth or fifth grade or something like that when that album was popular. But I remember I just found the cover of that album hilarious because I don't know if it was Mick or John McBee uh, who has two balls hanging down between oh, yeah, his yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mick, yeah. It was a Mick. Yeah. And I... I never did find out why they did that <laughs> in that photo because I thought they looked like, uh, do you remember clackers? Yes. I thought yeah. that that's what they looked like, and I don't know if that's what they were hanging off of his, his junk. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy, well, you oh can't speak, God. but yeah, he's got these two balls hanging out. Are those supposed, is <laughs> that a, a reference to testicles? I assume it has to right? be. It's, it's not happenstance that he has two balls hanging below his balls. And it's a very serious photo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, if you look at Stevie Nicks, she's got a clam on her lap. <laughs> but I thought it was... It was hilarious <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, oh, hang on, our friend uh, Craig Legans is on the phone. He wants to say something. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Hey. Uh, good morning. morning. It. 
Uh, thank you guys for the tribute about uh, Christine <laughs> McVie. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I went to an, I grew up in an all black neighborhood and I went to an all white school. And one of the things that I used to fit into both places was uh, other than TV was music. And when uh, I, at home, my favorite group was Earth, Wind, and Fire. And at school, it was Fleetwood Mac because when on the way home, uh, one of the kids on the bus had a transistor radio. And this is in the seventies. And when Fleetwood Mac came on as the first time I heard it, I didn't even know what they were singing about. It just made me feel good. Uh. And whenever I had a bad day, particularly after I've been bullied or picked on, it was just her songs and her voice that made me feel better. So when I got old enough and I could, uh, I got my own transistor radio and then later on my own Walkman, yeah. I listened to Fleetwood Mac on purpose on the way home. And to this day, whenever I have a bad day at work, I listen to Fleetwood Mac. Craig, that's an amazing memory. That's an amazing yeah. thing to have in your life. And that, but that is, that speaks to, and you know, it sometimes sounds like, um, you know, trippy stuff to say it, but no, that's what, that's what music does. Sure. It, it, it is the soundtrack of your life. It is, um, you know, the, the, the memories that you, and it can help you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. It helped me more than anything else. And Nick, I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, I was, I counted, I was one of four four black people at the Spectrum in 1986. <laughs> All right. And, and one more thing, you guys are talking about stuff that, a couple of days, uh, stuff that you stole yeah. uh, and you didn't say anything. When I worked at WHYY, uh, the year that the dance came out, and that was what we pushed during our pledge breaks uh, when they, it premiered on uh, on PBS, and I stole <laughs> the DVD and the CD of the dance. Oh, my that's why public television has never made it into the big time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you were an adult then. <laughs> I would have stolen one too. They're they're, they're great. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate the story, bud. Whenever I listen to Fleetwood Mac, I think of my old boss, John Rankin. John was a teacher at Ridley High School, but I was a lifeguard, and so he managed a swim club, a Primus Seeking Swim Club, when I was in high school. And Fleetwood Mac was his favorite band, and Rhiannon was his favorite song. But one of the things I loved about that guy was that, like, when we were in the pool house, just kind of hanging out. He was, and he wasn't like overbearing with it, but he loved classic rock and he would like school us on stuff yeah. and quiz us and, you know, and kind of give us, you know, hey, did you know this about this song? You know, and I really did like that. You know, it's a great thing in life when you, when you love a particular band or a particular artist and you just by happenstance, maybe you're at a party or gathering and you meet someone else who loves them. Yeah, as well. yeah, 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 it's, yeah, yeah. It's such an opening. It's such... You you yeah. you're, you're good for about an hour and a half of talking then you know because it just or it speaks to you or when somebody introduces you to that yeah. band and you remember them and are grateful to that person for the rest of your life yep, because yep. you're like oh my god this is now my favorite band and or one of my favorite bands and thank you so much to Blankety Blank for let me know Randy Castanowitz turned me on to the original <laughs> uh, Tommy the Who like, I'd never heard the original that's not my first that. entree was the movie soundtrack. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good, yeah. but, yeah. oh, this is much better. All right, here is uh, a couple more songs real quick that uh, Christine wrote. And like we were saying earlier, Steve, this is a song that she wrote about her relationship with uh, Dennis Wilson, or the yeah. end of the relationship, I think, is the way it was positioned. But, uh, it's a great song.
is the one that they uh, had. This was their first music video uh, that they had produced, and this is the one that they're out in the desert. And and she had commented, or I think it was her saying, "Yeah, I don't know why we did that. I don't know why we did that whole desert thing, but that's what you did in music videos. Yeah. You just went out and it did. Makes oh, sense. Well, let's just uh, shoot a scene out in the desert. There was we're, a lot we're of digging up uh, guitars and stuff. There's a lot of drugs going on in the '70s yeah. and '80s yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, do you guys like the song Tusk? Because I initially when uh, I, heard I it, did not initially, and now either. I really I really like it. That out, there was such a high anticipation level yeah. for that album. It was so tremendous, and uh, it couldn't help but have. I'm the same problems. way though. Yeah. Like when I first heard it, I'm like, "What? This is weird." Yeah. I don't know if I care for the percussion, and then now I love it. Well, and that's the USC. That's the Trojans, yeah. uh, the, the marching band, uh, playing along with that. And right. so they, to this day, they still play that song as a marching band with the sunglasses. Uh, yeah, so really, yeah. it's a cool tune, and she sings uh, on this yeah. song. So we'll have to hear a little bit of this, but. Uh, Kathy's dancing. And sometimes in uh, <laughs> when they would play this in concert, they'd have uh, the Trojans join them on yes. stage, yeah. and it'd be a really big production. But definitely a different flavor. Yes. Uh, for these guys. A lot of people are like, what? What the F is this? video of uh, the marching band showing up while they're uh, playing this from the dance, yeah. by the way. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's check out one more. we got to take a break here in just a second. Um, and then, Casey, yeah. down one more, I think, is the last track that we have. Oh, you wrote this one. Great song. Yeah. Ethereal. Just a a glorious voice. They did so much production stuff that you got it. That, that's so subliminal. When she says magic, yeah. Um, then you hear these uh, uh, wind chimes, uh, and and like you, it's subliminal. If you almost. if you put on headphones and you really listen to what's going on to some songs that have really well thought production, it's just such a journey. Here, listen. Yeah, hear those chimes in the background. A lot of things going on in this song. A lot of stuff. Yeah, the piano, the electric piano playing a different bass line than the bass guitar. And then you got Lindsay's really cool, interesting sounding guitar. One of the, one of the great Solo. guitar players. Yeah. And then you had that three-part harmony with with uh, Stevie and Christy yeah. and Lindsay. And you've just got, you know, and then a, a rock-solid drums from uh, Mick Fleetwood. It's just it's magic to use a word from the song. It's those harmonies. Amazing music. 
absolutely amazing music. It's sad that she's gone, but left us with so much, yeah. which, is, uh, which is a wonderful thing. So thought we would spend some time uh, talking about that. All right, we need to take a break. Why don't we do that right now? We have some other things that we're going to get into this morning, including uh, actor John Leguizamo joining us. Uh, and we're going to talk to a gentleman named Evan Ellers when we return. Uh, he's made the Forbes 30 Under 30 social impact list, and we talked to him not that long ago, actually. And apparently he says he owes everything to us. <laughs> us. Yeah. No Preston okay. and Steve show. Right. Uh, coming back with the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell you to not call right now. I'm going to tell you something about the Christmas miracle. I'm not doing giveaways right now. But we have an opportunity. Hey, that's Christmas music. It is. (laughs) We have an opportunity for you to win in another way. We're doing online entries. Here's what you need to do. If you're interested in being at the uh, event Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino Ben Salem. It's our Christmas Miracle ugly, Miller Ugly Light Sweater Edition. Miller Ugly Light Sweater Edition? <laughs> Miller Light Ugly Sweater Edition. <laughs> I have a lot of information for you. Yeah, uh, go to WMMR.com or text the word miracle, which is spelled miracle, uh, to 39333 to Miracle. receive the link. Or Miracle, I'm Miracle. sorry. Uh, so text word Miracle to 39333 and we'll send you a link. That's a real simple way to do it. <laughs> or you can go to WMMR.com and you can enter to be a part of it that way. You can also join Nick tonight. He's Ooh, got an appearance. Hot damn tonight. Going to be at Brooklyn Bowl in Philly uh, from 8 till 10 p.m. So stop by and you're giving away oh, a Check few- it out. Giving away a few pests, right? <laughs> what? Was Cosmic on Hell yeah. All right. All right. I've never been to Brooklyn Bowl. I'm really excited about it. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And uh, we've done a few of these events so far. They're a really great time. And it's a really good way to try to win passes. Man. And they've got a guy named Theo that works. Theo! Yeah, believe it or not. Fix the bench in uh, lane five. <laughs> <laughs> Theo does maintenance yes, on the, absolutely. Uh, on He's the, the handyman. Automatic cool. return machine, yeah, okay. Uh, so that's tonight, 8 to 10, Broken Bowl, uh, or text word Miracle 39330, go to WMMR.com. I, I had a mirror Clegro flashback with this where I was laughing when you said Clegro. All right, uh, we have the Bizarre File, and then we have a guest we're going to talk to. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Fill her stocking with a gift that she's going to be showing off all year long. Visit them on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, or online at FamilyJewelers.com, South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. I'm starting off with a terrible story. I'm starting all off right. with, a, with a murder story, but this is a cautionary tale. A former Virginia police officer yeah. allegedly catfished a 15-year-old girl online before traveling to her home in Riverside, California, and killing her family. What? Riverside police say they determined the suspect. 28-year-old Austin Lee Edwards met the girl online. Police believe Alan was pretending to be a teenager. After Edwards developed a relationship with the girl online, 
Police said they believed that he drove from Virginia to California, parked in her neighbor's driveway, went to the girl's home, and then killed her family. Uh, Edwards then allegedly took the teen and drove away. She has since been rescued, by the way. Uh, but the murders were discovered on Friday after authorities received a report of a girl who appeared distressed while getting into a car with a man. As officers responded to that report, they received calls of a fire at a nearby house. Police said three family members were found dead in the house from apparent homicide. 69-year-old Mark Winnick, his wife, 65-year-old Sherry Winnick, and their daughter, 38-year-old Brooke Winnick, were all dead. Horrible. The fire appears to have been uh, intentionally set, police said, adding that the cause of death is still pending. Uh, in all of the cases, authorities said the teen lived at that house with the victim, and the victims killed were her mother and grandparents. Several hours after uh, three bodies were found, authorities said that they spotted Edwards driving with the teen. Uh, Edwards, by the way, worked for the Virginia State Police. He was a state police officer. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, insane. He allegedly led deputies on a chase and fired shots at them as well. He lost control of his car. Drove off the road, pointing a gun at a sheriff's helicopter. Deputies fired at Edwards, who was declared dead at the scene. Uh, the girl was rescued and was not hurt. Edwards was hired by the Virginia State Police in July of 2021 and quit uh, October 28, 2022. Uh, he passed the state's background check. The state police said in a statement as a pro- probationary employee, Edwards also, was also given a monthly performance evaluations in accordance with the department policy. Uh, during his short tenure with the department, he never exhibited any behaviors to trigger any internal administrative or criminal investigations. Uh, just a just a horrible story. But you know what? It's it's uh, it's one where you may want to keep an eye on your kids online. This has happened before. Yeah, lunatics have been drawn into somebody's family yep. and put the whole family at risk. Yep. Uh, a Florida business owner has been busted after his girlfriend accused him of drunkenly beating her with her sex toy. Uh, Christopher... Battery uh, with a dildo? Pasito, yeah. The 45-year-old CEO and owner of Velocity Engineering Services was arrested after a bust-up with his girlfriend at a St. Petersburg motel on Thanksgiving Day. This is going to be a great year for dildos. I mean the company. <laughs> During an argument, the six foot two, 300-pound business owner started uh, packing his bags then throwing all his girlfriend's items onto the floor. Mm. And during that process, he hit her with a sex toy on her torso, leaving her with a bruise. Uh, police did not detail what sex toy was used. Uh, you but can it, imagine. But it left a bruise on the torso of the CEO's girlfriend of seven months. We have, you can imagine. We have some tildos that could literally kill oh, you. Oh, yeah. Literally. Uh, Pasito later admitted throwing items, but does not recall exactly what items, uh, according to the report, which listed an aggravated factor as the accused sex toy thrower being under the influence of alcohol. Uh, he was arrested and released on a $1,000 cash bond. Do you notice you never hear a boast like that on PBS? We have sex toys that could kill you. <laughs> Where do we keep our dildos? I think there's a gun rack in the uh, closet. Okay. No, there's a drawer. There is? Oh, is there? Yeah. No, there was a drawer. Oh, okay. I don't know where they are. Right. Uh, they have their own room? Well, we wanted to, uh, we have, we have pickleball uh, rackets that we wanted to use the dildos for, and you can imagine what we would call it instead of yeah. pickleball. Right. All right. Listen, we're working on it. Yeah. You think I, the space program happened overnight? I didn't know we were working on that. <laughs> well, okay. in my mind, it's oh, going okay. on. Yeah. There's a lot of evidence. There's a lot of work involved yeah. in being delusional. 
Colonies of rats scurried their way through Indian police warehouses eating hundreds of kilograms worth of seized marijuana that was locked away as criminal evidence. Eugene! Rat boy. Oh, rat boy. I'm like, what the hell does that yeah. have to do with this story? <laughs> Authorities estimate that over 700 kilograms of pot were potentially noshed on by the furry obstructions of justice in the city of, of Matherub. <laughs> Uh, the edible evidence was valued at about a half million dollars. Wow. Uh, the court is also aware that the ravenous burglars are anything but fearful of justice. Uh, a fellow judiciary member in the city was anything but surprised. And recall when over 500 kilograms of cannabis had been scarfed down by rodents at a city precinct. He said there's a rat menace in almost all police stations. Hence, necessary arrangements need to be made to safeguard the cannabis that has been confiscated for whatever That's reason. That's crazy. They're going after the weed. One more story, and then we will wrap it up. A Texas man is raising money after his ex-girlfriend allegedly burned his house down because she thought he was cheating. So, uh, Seneda Soto burglarized and set fire to Tommy Gary's home after she FaceTimed Gary's phone and another woman answered the call. Uh, the woman who answered the call, however, however, turned out to be a relative of Gary. Oh. Uh, the sheriff's office said that it obtained video... <laughs> Of Soto lighting the couch on fire, which spread throughout. Oh, Gary! <laughs> she seems she seems distraught throughout the house. Can you play that again? Causing more than fifty thousand dollars worth of damage. Oh, According to police, Soto texted Gary, hoping, uh, saying, I hope your house is okay, mm. while it was on fire. Yeah, she so she knew. Yeah. Uh, so Soto was arrested on felony charges of burglary and arson. Uh, Gary was not home when Soto, uh, who he said he had dated for only a month, had burned down the family home he shared with his two-year-old daughter. Uh, oh, Gary! <laughs> Gary said in a GoFundMe that he lost everything and is raising funds to get back on his feet. All right, and that is what I have in the bizarre file. Marissa is wheeling something in What here. is this? Yeah. Oh, this is the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't know it. So in the top drawer, I have my spoons and forks. Right. Yeah. Uh, for uh, eating lunch. For yeah. eating, yeah. yeah. And then below that, we have... Oh, hey. Not one, <laughs> but two... Look at that mother. Gigantic... Sex toys. Oh, my God. So they do have their own drawer? Have, and their own suction cups. Yeah, right. to, their own drawer. I'm, I'm uh, suctioning them to the yeah. uh, console here. Hang on. They're formidable, yeah? Oh, uh, my God. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's in your office, Preston? Uh, it's in our office. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, we have two. We have one African-American and one Caucasian. Whatever you're into. And, uh, yeah, they are about, um, they're about two feet long. Yeah, which <laughs> is, it seems about Just standard. To give you an idea... Oh, this is on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Turn yeah. into our YouTube channel. To give you an idea, because Steve said you could literally kill someone with it, I'm going to hit the counter with this. Okay. Right? And by the way, it's made, they're made of rubber. They're not uh, made of hard yeah. plastic or anything. But listen to this. <laughs> you could. You could. Yeah. And then here's the other one. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here, I'll hit the mic with it. Oh. <laughs> Dude. You're bad. You bad. I know, right? You're a bad broadcaster. Uh, uh, naughty. Bad broadcaster. Uh, uh. <laughs> did Bill use one of them as a magic wand? He did. He, he did. did. He came in as Severus yours, Snape. Yeah, that's right. And he was using it as a magic wand. Yep, I forgot about that. All, All right. right, so we that would have changed the whole complexion of the Harry Potter universe. Naughty. We got everything you need, folks. <laughs> Instead yeah. of uh, all what is Olivander? Olivander's. Olivander's. Yeah. yeah. Dildo shop. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, listen. We're going to talk to. <laughs> How do I even segue after that? Uh, go uh, past this part. Do you yeah. ever think a dildo is made out of an avocado? 
And that's a good There's your segue. You could probably yeah. use an avocado as a sex toy if you wanted to. But uh, listen, we spoke to our uh, next guest when uh, he and his uh, program, Sharing Excess, had uh, thousands of avocados to get rid of. And we were blown away by that. And they, they did amazing. it uh, at FDR Park. And uh, they uh, now he and uh, has been acknowledged uh, for the Forbes 30 under 30 list that they put out. So p- real overachievers. People are... Movers are, and shakers. Yeah. And he's in for the, for the most um, benign and wonderful reasons. Yeah. So let's get him on the phone line right now. Evan Ellers yeah. is here. Hey, Evan. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Congratulations. Forbes 30 under 30. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. I think I might be the brokest person on the list. <laughs> uh, all right. So... Are, are, so cool. Uh, you and also your partner Victoria. Yes, Victoria and I. Um, it was a it was a surprise, but um, we're really so grateful. Well, you know, after we had you on the show and the whole avocado, ava, what was it called? Uh, avocado, again. again. Yeah, <clears throat> it came off. We started to learn more about you and see other things that you were doing. And from the get go, your explanation of your mission statement was so brilliant and so. Um, so linear. Explain to people what your organization is doing if they if they miss that segment. Yeah, absolutely. So in the United States, we waste about 40% of our food supply. It's over 120 billion pounds of food. You can fill the Lincoln Financial Stadium over 700 times every year with the amount of food that goes to waste in the United States. Wow. It's more than doubled almost triple the amount of food that you need to theoretically end food insecurity in this country. But it's a logistical problem to get that food to people who need it before it goes to waste. Yes. So at Sharing Excess, we are solving that problem, that logistical barrier. Let me tell you something. In, in, in times like with the uh, working with the burger brawl and working with things where there was there'd be an excess of food at the end of it, getting getting that to recipients was almost impossible and in fact yep. in a couple couple of times so here's a situation you said we got this supply here we got this need here how do we bridge them and you did it you know that's that's the thing it's it's a labor of love and there's not really a lot of money in it so you need a nonprofit to come in and do it and that's where it gets difficult is you know you need the vehicles you need the people you need the time even on weekends like at burger brawl for example there has to be someone there to go and get it right that's what we dedicate to do wow so it's you and uh victoria wilson tell us about victoria real quick so uh, Victoria and I actually met in comedy class at Drexel University. We, we were both students there, and I started the organization as a student with my leftover meal swipes in my dining account. And, you know, we were this sort of seed of an organization. We were doing good work. It was grassroots, bootstrapped. Um, but then when I met Victoria, she really took us from a small seed of an idea into a regional and now national movement. Um, she she is the real power behind everything that we do. And, you know, I was able to, to start something and, and get people on board. Um, but really, I've never had a co-founder. So um, she's been the co-founder that I always wished I had. And it, we've been able to grow like wildfire ever since she joined. Evan, I did work with a similar organization uh, five or six years ago. And one of the um, places where they were able to find um, – Food that was being thrown away were local school cafeterias, uh, Wawa's, for example. And so um, if, if it's a, an organization has food that they are throwing away and they want to contact you or they want to donate this food, what's the best way to go about doing that? 
the best way is to just find us online at sharingexcess.com and you just go to our contact form and you just say hello. Say what you know company you're from and what kind of food excess you have and then we're going to call and reach out to you and figure out a plan of how we can get that mm. food to where it's needed most. Hey, by the way, I wanted to do a follow-up, Evan, on Avageddon. Um, it went quickly. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, because we we saw the press release, we're like, this is crazy. This is insane. How can, you know, but you, your uh, projections were, okay, it's going to take some time to, to unload all these avocados. <laughs> you guys got it done way quicker than you thought it was going to happen. Yes, way quicker, and more people showed up than we ever expected, and we really appreciate you guys for getting people out there. Um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Basically, the entire Patterson Ave was shut down. There was a line of cars <laughs> almost two miles long, and there were helicopters flying over top. Um, it was really insane, but we were able to get out over 600,000 avocados that week, so we really appreciate you guys. 600,000. Evan, I wanted to ask you, we, obviously, we just had our camp out for hunger, and, and, and because people are so generous you know it's, it's uh, just one for the for the record books but have you ever linked up with uh, phil abundance as well Absolutely. Phil Abundance is an incredible organization that we're really proud to have been partnered with for over three years now. And we are working with them to help rescue surplus food from grocery stores and deliver to hundreds of agencies that they represent. That's great. And I was so happy to see that Camp Out went so well and raised so much money. That that kind of support is so, so helpful for all of this work. And thank you for everything that you guys do to support them. Our pleasure. Hey, congratulations to you and Victoria, man. We're very, very happy for you. Well done, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. Evan Ellers, yeah. guys. 30 under 30. Making the world and, better. Uh, yep, and hopefully hopefully, he's not broke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got to be the poorest person on this list, but he's doing great work. It's amazing work that they're doing. Well, to get noticed that way for for, for what for this effort, is uh, what a tribute. By the way, I want to share with you guys a recipe real quick uh, uh, that involves avocados. Uh, so uh, One part dildo. No, not one, <laughs> zero parts okay. dildo. Uh, but um, my uh, wife's cousin's husband, uh, Roberto, is a uh, chef, mm-hmm. and he we actually had him on the show. He yes. had this uh, vegan um, uh, cookbook that he uh, created, and so there's... Uh, uh, a dish that we have all the time uh, at our house, and it's it's a vegan Reuben sandwich. Okay. So instead, obviously, you don't use corned beef because it's vegan. So it's avocado, tomato, sauerkraut, and Thousand Island dressing on toasted rye bread. It's fan freaking tastic. It sounds a little odd, right? Yeah. yeah. Try it. Is it is it on its own a great taste, or is it amazing because it comes close? Well, the, he reminds you of a Reuben because of the uh, the sauerkraut yeah. and the rye and the Thousand Islands. So you get a little, you get some of those flavors in there. But avocado is uh, kind of a meaty, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, dense, uh, you know, uh, sensation to it. And and yes, uh, you get yeah. protein from it too. But it's real. Like we have them all mm, the time. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. So try that out. I like yeah. a good Reuben sandwich. And uh, yeah. And, and so, if, but if you're not a meat eater, try it that way. Avocado, tomato, uh, sauerkraut, Thousand Island on toasted rye. It's Fantastic. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We still have John Leguizamo coming up in just a little bit, so make sure you hang out. And then also an announcement from the band of the War on Drugs we're going to get to in yeah. the 10 o'clock hour, too, which is really cool. So stay put. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center Inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. 
at stake? Some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebrasa Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress? Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. We have a few guests coming up a little bit later on, but in the meantime, we're going to chit-chat a little bit. And Nick had mentioned something to me yesterday um, about uh, the upcoming Christmas holiday. And actually, I don't know if this is... Something that's going to be happening on Christmas Day or not? Yes. Okay. And you and your girlfriend, your family, you guys are going to try something new this year? Just me and my girlfriend. Oh, okay. So this is a cute little thing that she found on TikTok, Preston. Mm. And uh, the idea is (laughs) to... The idea is to eliminate... some confusion when it comes to gift giving and to eliminate large purchases, right? So uh, the first part of this idea is that there is a budget involved. Right. And the budget is you cannot spend more than $200 total. Okay. Which I kind of like. Like, it it sets parameters and nobody's going to, you know, I'm not going to give her a big gift and then she'll feel guilty about me right. giving the big one or whatever. dispenser. Right. Yeah. So, um, so this is And the, you can set this limit to whatever suits your needs, and right? And then each gift underneath the $200 umbrella can be whatever price. So you can have uh, one gift that's one hundred ninety nine dollars, and then eight gifts that are uh, add up to a dollar, right? Gum. Okay, you can get her a lot of gum. <laughs> so uh, the idea is you each go to two or three different stores, and those stores can be uh, Target, Goodwill, and then a third store of your choice, right? So you can, uh, and it's the Target gift giving challenge. Again, this is a cute idea from TikTok. Mm. So you are supposed to get. Uh, I'm just going to read you the list. This is already too much work for me. Yeah, well, all right. So, so I went in with this attitude, but I'm going to try it and see if it works. Right? I, I have an open yep. mind. So, yep. um, but the, but you are given the budget, and then you have to give, and then you give the gift at the same time. So I hand her at the same time that she hands me our favorite snack. And then there's even more. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, this, this is a lot a, of work. This is a girl idea uh-huh. that I'm open to. I gotcha. Favorite yeah. candy. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> favorite candy. Okay. Favorite drink. Something in their favorite color. Something to read. No. Something new to try together. What? What I do every year. Like, okay. well, all right. Yeah. Case, like, as she's reading the list to me, I'm like, well, don't we, don't we try to do this anyway? But they're you're supposed more. to check off these boxes okay. as you go. It's very specific. I'm okay. not done. No, oh, okay. there's, there's more. A checklist of the you know. Hey, this is how you're supposed to do Christmas. By the way, this is a, uh, Kathy's not feeling hot, and so we're, I'm reading this to you. It's a bunch of dudes in this room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we kind of all feel the same way about it. All right. Uh, but we also uh, like to do the things that get us sex. Right. Um, something they need. Something that reminds you of them. Something that brings back a memory that we share. Someone else for them to date. Something to do together. (laughs) And then something that they would love. Okay. I am sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, no, listen, is, listen. Absolutely not. Far, 100% no. It was less work buying a home. I mean, listen, I'm okay with it because there are certain people out there that need help in... Uh, I'm one it, of them. Yeah. I'm one of them. So here's the deal. This you don't is, need this, this much great, help. No, but this is a great checklist of like, okay. I mean, but these are things that I do anyway. Like, my wife's favorite color is purple. So every single, you know, like, 
gift-giving day, she gets something purple from me, right? It, it might be a scrunchie or a loofah or, you know what I mean, or, or something along the Or, you know, like I got her purple sweatpants a couple of years ago. So, yes, I do the favorite color. I, you know, her favorite candy is Twizzlers. She gets Twizzlers well, in this, her, this... In her uh, stocking every single year. Casey, this seems to be something you can do in an, like a little fun thing to do on, as a little... To do this in lieu of mm-hmm. seems like uh, well, kind of... No, I, I'd rather do this than also have to buy gifts on top mm. of that. I, I, I wouldn't want to do both. No, this is the thing. Marissa? I'm going to step in Kathy's role, <laughs> fill the girl role. I think this is a cute, like, Saturday thing, not a Christmas thing. Would you, if, or... if you were on the receiving end of this, you guys were doing this, would this seem to be more work for you, Marissa, or? I would be mad because I probably already had a gift in mine, and then I, this prohibits that one gift. Which, right. like, Nick, I get the little gifts, but maybe this is a good Valentine's Day project? May I ask a question, Nick? Is the $200, so all of these separate little items are are extracted from your $200 budget? I think no. It's, I think it's too many items on the list for $200. Wait, I, I, thought, I thought you said that you could buy, like, one... I thought each gift has to be $200 or less. No, uh, each no, Each no, gift no, is total, $200. Total, total, all of it. So that's like that's why you it include, seems weird, right? Why you include Goodwill uh, in the purchase, and, and like so you can go to Goodwill and do a little uh, bargain shopping. Okay, uh, I, li- I listen. It's a lot of work, and and I've never done it before, and so that's why I'm bringing it to the masses here and seeing seeing if it's right. worthwhile. I think you're more inclined me, to end up with crap. Let me see if I can get this right. Target, Goodwill, and whatever other store you want to choose. Right. Run through the categories again, real quick. All right, favorite snack, favorite candy, favorite drink. Something in their favorite color, something to read, something new to try together, something they need, something that reminds you of them, something that brings back a memory we share, something to do together, something they'd love. It's a so lot. A couple of those are, are would be hard for me. Yeah, uh, you to, would have more stress. Target, uh, you know, something that that uh-huh. uh, reminds us of something. Regular Christmas is easier together. for you than this, Preston. You think about all that, all these things you got to come up with. Well, oh, that's I finally brokered a deal with Rochelle this year. We're not getting each other anything. It's so oh, fantastic. Oh, uh, nothing right? at all. Wow. No, well, we're getting our own gifts. Like I'm, like I'm gonna go. I'm going to get a new set of golf clubs. I need that. Yeah, and it's something that she can't buy for me. I, I, you know, and and there's something that she wants to get for herself that I can't get for her. That's oh, you yeah. know, like you have to go try a try on or try out or use beforehand. So boom, you you Done. want to eliminate getting a whole bunch of stuff you're not going to need. A right. B. So Claire and I are doing a, one main gift for each other. Good, like a big one. And and so she's told me what she wants there specifically, <gasps> and I it's told her what I wanted specifically. And we're going to have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. And maybe there'll be like little stocking stuffer tchotchkes yeah. and stuff. Well, like that. you do that. Uh, like that. The advent. advent we, we stopped doing the advent for a while because our advent calendar broke, and uh, and so. Oh, okay. uh, but you know, we'll return to that eventually. There's a text that says, I'm a chick, and this is too much effing work. <laughs> yes! This sounds like grocery shopping to me. <laughs> Spot on. It's uh-huh. a lot of work. All right, yeah. what if you limit it to, like, uh, five things on the list? Maybe about- if you cut a couple of those off. I All think right. that might be, I think that I think the, the snack and, and the... And something to drink and something to candy, that's real easy. All right. But but when you start getting into the uh something that, that we share that we share a could memory do together. About, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, something we could do together. Because what's happened is Crossword by the way, puzzle. you add five hundred things onto that onto your budget and everything's gonna suck. Uh, even if you're buying it from Goodwill. So I'd say five things, Nick. With a five thousand dollar budget, totally changing the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I want to. Sweet. This way, you're not. You don't feel the pressure. I want to go to uh, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing today? Good. What's up, Jamie? 
So my wife and I do something similar to this, and it actually works out pretty well for me being a guy. So we pretty much go to Target or, you know, one of the retail stores, and we give ourselves a time limit of 45 minutes or an hour, and we give ourselves a dollar limit of, let's say, 80 bucks. Okay. And at the end, you, you get everything on the list, you bring it home, present it to each other, and it works out pretty well. Are you? Do you go to Target together? Yes. Okay, yeah, so but we'll, we'll, we'll try to stay on opposite sides of okay. the store and whatnot. All right. But we get in the car together, drive, drive to Target. We give ourselves a 45 minute to an hour time limit and a dollar limit of like 80 bucks. Hop back in, get everything on the list. And usually it's like little things like candies and chachis and things like that. But well, I love that. that well. well, Jamie, what do you think of um, five items, $5,000 limit? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I don't know if you, you might have to go to a different retail store than that. Even yeah, make it like Neiman Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's so, not a but, bad idea. I like the I like the time limit thing. The way uh, he's doing it seems let's better. Let's just go knock this out. You know, um, it does. It makes it easier than trying to think. And you, you uh, gotta, and we get like candies and, and little things. So well, it does work out well. Let me ask you: Has she ever cheated on this and gotten you more? Uh, no, we try. We try to be pretty strict with it. We try right. to be pretty strict with it. We give ourselves the the time limit, the dollar limit, and just have, and, and just be done with it. Usually, we do it for our anniversary, but it could work for any holiday. Okay. okay. Well, right. th- here's a success story then. Yeah. Jamie like seems it. to be pulling it off. Thank you. By the way, somebody phrased it this way. Uh, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Uh, it's easier and a lot of people already do it. How about one of five things for $5,000? Uh, <laughs> something you want, something you need, something you wear, something you read. So just cute. four things, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I let, uh, yeah, do that for 200 bucks and I'm good. Because this list is like 200 separate items. <laughs> Everything's yeah. guaranteed to be crap. Let me go to Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin, good morning, It. Good morning. What's happening, Caitlin? Um, not much. I just wanted to say that me and my fiance did this about like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. We just went to one store. We just went to Target. We did five things, uh, like something you like, something with a favorite color. We had like a hundred dollar limit. He loved it so much. He brought it up to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, we should really do that TikTok trend again and hmm. go out and buy those things for each other again. So, Caitlin, did you guys? You guys just did this for fun, not for any particular holiday or observance. We just did it for fun. It okay. was like just like a date night that we were planning, and I saw it on TikTok, and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll try it." And he ended up actually loving it. Would you? Would, so, you, you, you're going to try it for Christmas? I'm so sorry. What was that? You're going to try this for Christmas? Um, no, we are not going to try this for Christmas. Okay, the shopping is done. All right, but so like, but just like for a fun thing to do with with your significant other, this is you said that you enjoyed this. Yes, All right. I agree with Marissa saying like it's a perfect like Saturday activity to do if you don't have anything to do. All right, for yeah, for a small amount of money, uh, go and do that. It's kind of cute. I kind of like that and exactly. see what you end up with. All right, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate it. So, uh, well, that's interesting. So you're gonna you're, you're gonna give that? Have you started yet? Here's the here's the deal. Uh, okay. we, we were watching the Flyers game the other night, and she brought this idea up while we're, I was so I, I agreed to it <laughs> while hockey was on, and and so now I think I'm uh, roped into agreeing to it, and that's fine. Can you whittle some items off the list? Uh, I think that that's the right way to go. Yeah, you know, uh, narrow it down to like four or five. How many say, is it total? Too many. Why don't you make it me one item, two hundred dollar budget? Um, and a you, you store of your choice. All right, Casey, count the, the with me, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite snack, favorite candy, favorite drink, something in their favorite color, something to read, something new to try together, something they need, something that reminds you of them, something that brings back a memory we share, something to do together, something they'd love. That's Eleven. Eleven. That's too many. Yeah. Uh, you know what? How about you? You could say, all right, pick 
six of these. You know what I mean? Any of the ones you want. All right. I mean, five things... Six of my friends you want to sleep with. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that's, uh, for me, for Christmas, it's pretty standard. How many do you give your wife? A, a lot, but, like, some of those things, like, they, they go in the stocking. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. You know, like the Twizzlers, her favorite candy would go in the stocking. You know, like... Something uh, of her favorite color, it might be, end up, you know. So, like, yeah, she's going to get eleven presents from me. You yeah. know, some of them are stocking stuffers, and some of them it's are not. Yeah, so, yeah. like with the advent, what happened is we, we I, she'd want a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. and like a lot of them are gift cards. Yeah, and she hadn't really worked her way through the gift cards from the year before. So, right, uh, and 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 that's you know little tchotchkes. Yeah, well, let me ask you about purchasing uh, for your kids. Yeah. Uh, who all does that? She does a bulk of it, uh, yeah. most of it, you know. And then I, God, the only person I have to buy for is Rochelle. And yeah, I can't, I can't even get that right. I, my wife and my mom. Preston, it's it's so I I'm it's my thing. I keep a list you know, year round, and this is going to be much easier because we're just doing one big thing. Is Claire uh, the only one you have to buy for? Pretty well, pretty. I buy for Dr. Mike. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, yeah, but nothing. All that I know. There's like a standard gift that I'll give to a couple people. The only thing I have to get creative on, the only person pressing is Claire. Right. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. with you. Yep. I give my wife ideas for the kids, you know, and if she chooses to uh, use that idea, uh, great. Like I gave, I had an idea for, for a present for my oldest uh, and I sent that to her a couple of months ago. I, I you know, and, and, and for me, Instagram is, they, it knows me so well. As a matter of fact, Preston, I just texted your wife a gift that she should get you. Uh, that I just saw. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. You're good like that. I'm I'm good like that. I'm yep. pretty I'm like Steve. You know, I'm 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 good like that. No, but um for me this this challenge the challenge would be to do it for all under two hundred dollars. Yeah. That would be the challenge. That could me. be a, a difficult challenge. Do you have a budget? No. <laughs> Does your wife? Yes. <laughs> so we had I'll never forget the one year we were it was we had a deal of no gift. For each other. Oh, that deal and, is the uh, worst. Dude, Steve, I had a full-blown panic attack. It was uh, Christmas Eve. was a Sunday. I was yeah. watching football, and I flat-out panicked, and I, I I jumped up from the couch, and I <laughs> ran out the door, and I <laughs> ran to the jeweler, uh, Benari Jewelers, yeah. which is the closest one to my house. Right. Because she broke the deal? Because I just had a feeling that she was going to break the deal. Had she broken the deal? She had broken the deal. There you then let you learn from that example. Yeah. I'm at a point in life, though, we've been together for 25 years. She breaks a deal. It's her freaking fault. (laughs) It ain't my fault. We made a deal. Hey, thank you. That's great. Uh We made a deal. Well, here's the deal of the deal Mm. is that you, and this year, you're both saying, why don't we just get what we want? Yes. Right? It's beautiful. There you go. I'll take that every year. And you're going to have a wonderful Christmas. Oh, great and you're going to have a, like a wonderful meal and family and yes. all that stuff. We'll do all that. And you won't have an aneurysm trying to come up with a list of 11 things I'm just for under 200 bucks a target. I'm do you bad at it. Do you get anything for your kids, Preston? No. Okay. Meals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Roof. Now shut up. <laughs> the cars that they drive. Uh, I, I give them love. Yeah. I yeah. give them a place to live and I mm-hmm. keep their bellies Did full. Did you when they were when they were younger? Okay. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Preston. How you doing? Great. What's up, bud? Hey, I wanted to tell you guys, my fiance and I, from time to time, we would do like, what's well, called a Walmart date that you saw on uh, TikTok. All right. Well, what we would do is, first off, we'd go to the $5 movie bin. One of us would be digging around in there, and then the other one would still yell, stop. <laughs> 
and then we pull out the movie and whatever it is, we take home and watch it. Oh, that's and fun. Then, yeah, and then we go down the snack aisle. One of us has their arm out, walking down the aisle. The other one says, stop. We take that snack home. We take do the same thing with the drinks. Uh, frozen TV dinners, all that kind of stuff. That's cute. Oh. It's kind of like what we used to do. I like that. Yeah. So we, when we would send, uh, you know, Kathy blindfolded or, or you, Nick, into yeah. the store. and What uh, do we call that? Uh, uh, something blind shopping. What was that? No. No, pacing for prizes. Pacing, pacing for, for prizes. prizes. Pacing for prizes. We and should do that, that again. We should do that. Yeah, for this holiday hey, season. Uh, Mike, I have a question. What was the, what movie did you guys grab out of the $5 bin that was just terrible? Uh, it was... It was a Mark Wahlberg movie. I can't remember the the name of it where him and his wife uh, adopted these uh, kids. Oh, yes. I remember it. Uh, it was sweet, actually. Uh, we, we had the daughter uh, yeah. in the studio. Um, okay. It was just a lame yeah. movie. Yeah, Instant Family. Instant, Instant Family. family. Wow. Based on a true story. It I, is. I, yeah, isn't Rose Byrne the wife? Yeah. Yes. All right. There we go. All right. Interesting. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, bud. See ya. By the way, uh, intern Annie. And her boyfriend have done this uh, very thing. Tell her to come in here. I want to see how it uh, worked out with her. Uh, the same thing that Nick has done. Oh, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so is this was this on TikTok? Was it positioned as a, a Christmas yes. idea? Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not even on TikTok. Uh, so she sent it to me, and she's like, hey, we should try this. And I was like, yeah, all right, let's give it a shot. All right, so Annie's in here. And Annie, when did you do this? Recently? Um, I probably did it about a year ago. Right, for Christmas? or No, it was oh, just okay. like a date night thing that we did. It seems okay. so, so it seems to be used more, at least the people we've talked to, as a fun date night thing and not in lieu of Christmas gifts. Would you be happy if this was the way you conducted Christmas or would you want to murder him in his sleep? I I'd consider it but I don't think I'd actually do it. I think like getting a significant gift that's like one thing or two things. Yeah. Like I think that might mean a little bit more than just like doing something that we've already done in the past. Alright. All right. So did you guys, did you have a budget? Um I think it was like 50 bucks. 50, 50 bucks. Oh, so it's, it was, that's a quarter it, of this extravagance that Nick's involved with. Was it this exact list that Nick had rolled out? It was something similar. I think the way we did it, it was like favorite snack, favorite drink, something that like we both enjoy doing, like right. playing card games or something. Okay. And then like we just grabbed random stuff for each other too. Okay. So 11 items is a lot. Don't you think that'd be kind of daunting to go through all that? Yeah. We definitely didn't do 11 <laughs> items. I think we kept it a little closer to like... Six or seven things because okay. we're in college. So yeah, you don't have, have a lot of money. Yeah. What you can do is go around and, and like get Tide Pods for each other since it's TikTok and eat the Tide Pods and do the Cinnamon Challenge and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Thank you, Annie. Yeah, all right, see? Appreciate it. All right. Anecdotal um, evidence. Interesting. I realized something's on here twice. Something new to try together and then something to do together. That's the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Not really. You know, I'm going to make it the Wait, same Wait, something day. what? <laughs> something new to try together and then something to do together. So you no, could be something, could something you've, already, something you've done. already done. Yeah. yeah. Help me out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You give me, you give me the go ahead and there I'll slash right. and burn this whole list. Listen, uh, all right. Well, it's it's an option yeah. for those who might want to try something a little bit different. Uh, we or, need we need to take a break. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, Steve. it's just a good way to, if you, if you want to get out of a relationship, I think this is perfect. That too. John Leguizamo is going to be joining us in a moment. But now before we give away some Christmas miracle pass. Oh, it's a Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition, and this is going to be on Wednesday, December 21st. Let's take callers uh, 11 and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. You're at least 21 years of age. You can join us on the 21st at the XI Center, Pars Casino. Call now. We'll get you on board. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. John Leguizamo will be returned. 
it, would they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. We're running a couple minutes behind. Our guest is on the line. I'm going to hold off on traffic. Yeah, don't eat uh, it now. Nope, we're going we're gonna to talk to our guest because uh, I'm excited about this movie. <laughs> when great. I saw this trailer, the first time I saw this trailer, Steve, you sent it to me. Yeah. I was howling with laughter all by myself in the office, and I'm just so excited that we have a chance to uh, to talk to him because uh, he is going to be the nemesis in yes. this film. Uh, do we have music to bring we him do. on? We do. Right. We don't talk about you John is awesome, and of course he played Bruno in Encanto, but now he is the villain in Violent Night. Ladies and gentlemen, John Leguizamo joins us. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? How you doing? Awesome, John. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm here I'm here in L.A. We, we had a premiere last night for Violent Night. It was pretty rocking at Man's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, oh that's so cool. So, so classic. And the great word is it's getting really good reviews. People are loving it, man. It's such a sick, <laughs> crazy, effed up movie. I, I mean, it, it's wild. It's wild. I've never seen. It. It's like the anti-Christmas movie movie. Yeah, and I tell you what, you you need and and they're they're comparing it, you know, to to Die Hard and Home Alone and these things like that. So clearly, if you've got a Die Hard, you're gonna have to have a great villain in order to make this thing work. Because the Santa thing, yeah, I get it, but you've got to have a nemesis that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna have some impact. And uh, when when you got you know this thrown onto your desk or wherever or when this was first pitched to yeah, yeah. you, what was your take on on how you were going to uh, take on this character? Well, you know, it's funny you were you were saying before that when you saw the trailer, you'd laugh out loud. When I got the script, I was laughing out loud. My <laughs> wife's going, "What's so funny?" I go, "The script." You know, because I never laugh when I read scripts. I, I mean, scripts are really difficult to get through. Sometimes there's so much garbage out there. Yeah, but this was a page turner. But I knew the responsibility of the movie was going to be on my shoulders to keep the tension, the danger. I mean, I still wanted to be funny, but I couldn't be clownish. You know what I mean? Yes. No, that's it. I I often use the phrase mustache twirling a villain uh, because that's the most easy to dismiss. You need, I think in a way, and your character is this and this, you can sort of understand at least the predicate for why they're doing what they're doing. And that makes them, uh, you know, it, it, I assume as an actor, being able to sink your teeth into the bad guy is good to begin with. But when the bad guy has nuance, that's got to be the, the absolute best. Oh, my God. You said you said it so beautifully the way you broke that down. Yeah. I mean, every actor covets the villain because you get to be crazy and have tantrums and be angry. And people think you're acting, but you're just being yourself. But <laughs> <laughs> you get to, you know, dump it all out at somebody. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's the subtlety of that character, how you keep the respect of the audience. I didn't need the audience to like me, but I needed them to respect me. So that was the trick. You know, my fight sequences had to be killer. And, you know, I'm working with David Leach, who directed me and John Wick, the first one. Oh, yeah. he's the best. And, you know, he did this, he's one of the greatest stunt coordinators in the world because he did all the stunt coordinating for The Matrix, 300, the first John Wick, you know, bullet train. So they trained me hard, man. I started, I got there a month before in Winnipeg, one of the coldest places I've ever been, minus 35 degrees, oh. and, and trained for a month. 
We, we, John, we, we had uh, David Harbour in uh, for an interview, one of our favorite interviews. We've had you in the studio. And you, no, you don't dreaming. believe anything he says. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what a home run as, as a Santa. Uh, because, again, with these things, with movies like this, they have to they, they set the rules and they have to stay within the rules. And that, like hearing you talk about yeah. the attention to the stunts. And, and, you know, living by your own, okay, I'm along for the ride. David Harbour has a sort of disgruntled, you know, John McClane Santa is perfect casting. Had you worked with David before? No, no, but I've seen his work. I, I, I went to the premiere of, of Black Widow, and he was the best thing in that movie. I mean, he's so subtle, oh. so funny, but real, man. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes... I was tripping out and bugging out, thinking, "Oh my God, I'm not working with David, uh, David Harbor. I'm working with Santa." <laughs> Santa. I started tripping out a little sometimes. He was showing character all the time, and you know, it's, it's a hard character to pull off, man. For me to believe that this guy is really Santa, not you know, you know, a corny actor. I yeah. mean, it, uh, he was he was incredible, man. Because he got that the swag. He got the the guy who who hates life. He's having a midlife crisis. He's questioning his marriage to Mrs. Claus. It's, it's great. Man. <laughs> well, you know, this is something. And it's we've you know had you on the show a number of times. You're a fan of movies, and we were just talking to uh, Michael Imperiali um, about um, uh, Summer of Sam, which yeah. is I think is a tremendously underrated movie. Great, and and you're you're in that. Uh, you know, uh, those kind of movies that are not standard conveyor belt uh, kind of films are seem to be the kind of things you're attracted to. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I fancy myself an artist, you know, more than an entertainer. I mean, I don't got anything against entertainers. Yeah. But I, I, I want to do things that, that, that are challenging, uh, work that is difficult and and, and and you know and, and challenges my craft. You know, I, I love I love my craft. You know, I've been I studied with the greatest acting teachers in the world. I was lucky to study with Herbert Berghoff at HB Studios, mm. Uta Hagen, Lee Strasberg, Win Hanman. You know, some of the greats. And you know, I, I want to live up to what their expectations of me. Yeah, yeah. You talk about being an artist, but you're also an entertainer, dude. Your your one man shows are fantastic. Is that something oh, you'll stop. dive in? No, Dude, I'm so impressed with you. Right, is that is that something you'll dive into again down the road? Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I love my one man shows. It, it brought me, I don't know, you know, a huge fan base in New York City. You know, I was one of the first to to, to you know take their autobiogra- autobiography and turn it into a play. You know, my life story. Yeah, mm-hmm. turn into a play on Broadway. So you know, I I, I got a chance to pioneer comedy i i i i help bring in the jizz humor yeah uh <laughs> you know, yeah. Before, before something about mary uh, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> you 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 rightfully can take that claim absolutely oh hey uh john yeah, I, can be, I, can, I can be credited for that, yeah. <laughs> or hated for that. Yeah. hey i wanted to ask you a question we were talking about i don't know if you've seen wednesday or not uh but louise guzman and i know you guys work together on carlita's way uh is just yeah, yeah. he's he's phenomenal in this and there was a story about him uh people have uh for his entire career have been mistaking him for rick aviles <laughs> uh in the movie ghost and he's gotten to a point where he just kind of lets it go now do people ever uh uh miss figure out uh, they, they think you're someone else who you're not and do you get it regularly yeah i mean it, it's always it's always been mark anthony especially when i'm thin, like really thin. 
Mark. And he's like, oh my gosh, oh no, oh, oh my god, is that, is, is, that, is that Mark Mark Henry? And I go, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just roll oh with it at that point. Well, you know, it's funny because I was watching one of these retro um, uh, TV channels, uh, John, and, and uh, there was an episode of Miami Vice. And you look like you're in this episode. You looks like you're like 16 years old. Was that one of the first things you ever did, Miami Vice? I know I was so miscast. I looked like a child. I looked like I just came out of puberty. Uh, <laughs> but I'm the I'm the villain, the guest villain of the because I'm a Latin guy. Yeah. So I, I, I was born into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was actually 19, and uh, you know, I auditioned for it. Uh, I got, got me my my first agent and started. You know, it was my first big big paycheck. Yeah. I think I got two thousand dollars a week. Hey, uh, John, I wanted to ask about uh, Violent Night and it obviously being a, a Christmas film. Do you think so? You know, I, I can't say yet. I'm, I'm dying to see it. But do you think this is now going to be become annual viewing? Will this be a <laughs> Christmas movie that we will sit around and watch every year? I, I really think so, man. I mean, I hate to, you know, like, you know, uh, pat myself on the back and, and the crew. But I think we killed it, man. I mean, Tommy Workola, the director, did Hansel and Gretel. Just really caught that tone so beautifully. He brought so much humor, and the violence is like art. And then yep. he brought feeling to. I, I I was moved at the end, and I didn't expect that. Well, the, the reviews are are tremendous, and they're, they, you know they, you can do this stuff, and you could it could you could fail so easily at this premise. But you have people who are in, at the top of their game bringing it to you. And if you stop and think about it, Die Hard is always referenced. As a Christmas movie, yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't that odd? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's that's what they think. I, I I never saw it as that, but yeah, sure, so, whatever. So yeah. this makes complete sense. Now I know you yourself. You're you're a Christmas dude. You uh, I think uh, a Christmas story is your favorite Christmas movie, correct? Yes, Elf and the Christmas Story are my favorite favorite Christmas movies. Right. So and, and do, do you blow it out for the for the holidays? Oh yeah, I mean the holidays. Was the only time that my parents weren't fighting. That was that was kind of a, a great time. So I love my holiday. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I have a, a special place for them. Yeah, my whole family. I get to see my whole entire family, extended uh, family. You know, my Latin family is like forty people, cousins, people who think they're my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, and I I don't know much about your personal life. Do you have any children, John? Yeah, I got two kids. I got my, my, my daughter who's 23, my son who's 21. Okay, and so uh, do you guys, so they'll get together with you as well for the... For oh, the yeah, homes. yeah. My son comes back from college, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, we, we have a big Latin feast, you know, arroz con gandules, pernil, oh, wow. and we'll, we dance for hours, and yeah, it's, it's a blast. We have feel so much fun. Have they seen the film yet, Violent Night? No, no, they just my, they just saw the menu and and, and they love that. Congratulations oh, on the menu, by yeah, the way. That's that's yeah. another dark comedy. Another one I, I'm I'm going to be seeing over the holidays. But um, you, there's something special about the dark comedy that it's not done a lot these days. But it seems like the kind of thing that that you enjoy doing because it's usually some of the more inventive stuff coming out of Hollywood. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. So, so well said, man. Dark comedies didn't do well in America for years, decades. Mm. It wasn't something that Americans like. It's more of a European, Latin American thing. Mm. Uh, but I think we're getting more sophisticated in America. We're starting to like comedies that are a little darker, a little edgy, a little drier. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right, well, it comes out tomorrow. I'm excited. It looks fantastic. <laughs> Violent Night. John, we're huge fans, man. It's great to talk oh, to you. thank you. What a pleasure talking to the two of you. All right, take care, my man. John Happy Leguizamo. Happy holidays to you, too, sir. That's great. He's... 
He's the best. He's he's one of those guys who do it all, man. He's just he's phenomenal. He's on a ton of stuff. He's also he played uh, clown in the Spawn movie. Oh Remember my that? God, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, so he's done yeah. so much stuff. But you're right that that um, that stage stuff he did. Oh. Uh, re- I mean, he yeah. wrote. He wrote it. Wrote yeah. all of it. You yeah. know, uh, really great stuff. And you remember him in uh, Tu Wong Fu with Love. Yes, uh, he played Chi Chi in that. And... I mean, his one man shows are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, all right, very good. So, we have something. Wait, we do. We have traffic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do that first. All right. This is our gift uh, to you. It's called traffic. Yes. So please enjoy this look at traffic with uh, Nick McWayne sitting next to Kathy Romano. Who is basically working as. Kathy's ventriloquist dummy today. That's right. <laughs> all right, what's up, Nick? The Ben Franklin Bridge uh, westbound is jammed in the from the mid-span all the way down to 8th and Vine. The boulevard southbound from Broad and Wissahickon through the long-term construction zone and then the Vine Street Expressway uh, heading west from 95 all the way out to Broad. 76 eastbound Schuylkill Expressway from Roosevelt down to Spring Garden and then Schuylkill westbound from University out to Belmont. 95 northbound between Bridge up to Cotman. That's the road construction and the roadway is reduced to three lanes through that entire construction zone. This traffic report is brought to you by AAA Car Care. This month, AAA members get a standard oil change for just $19.99 only at AAA Car Care Centers. See store for details or visit AAA.com slash mycar and that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. There we go. Thank you very much, Nick. Okay, so we have something we're going to do uh and sorry to pull this out to you guys but um uh yesterday we had a conversation we were talking about uh Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh he had stolen some candy bars and yes. he went back years later to the 7-Eleven where he stole candy bars returned candy bars so we got to uh talk about um things that we may have taken or done over the years and want to make good on right weighing on you all these years that is correct and uh, uh we admitted to you know maybe uh, stealing things when you were younger and feeling bad about it well somebody made an admission on this particular show oh man that they stole something <laughs> yeah and uh Casey I think we may have found the person that you stole the Walkman from. Uh, God, I, do you guys know what tape it was? Well, Did I tell you guys? No, we okay. don't know. You're, it's up to right. you to vet this person. I, I have to. We're going, because... we're going on what they're saying. Nick seems fairly confident okay. that this person uh, might be, in fact, the victim of your treacherous crime. I, I hope so. Okay. I, I hope so, because if I can just do any small thing to make it a little bit right. I believe I yesterday you said to a factor of 1,000. Yes, you said a thousand times <laughs> And then I, I, the I, value I, of a Walkman. I, I filled that back. Actually, how much does a Walkman cost? Let's well, figure this out. How much does a Walkman well, cost? Well, back then, I would imagine it was at least 30, 30, 30 bucks or something No, like a couple that. hundred bucks. Yeah, they were expensive. Yeah. No. Oh, God, yeah. like no. A Sony Walkman? A, a yeah. walk, I didn't say Sony Walkman. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all right, well, let's just make it a hundred. Yeah. So it's a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars. Let's just do it that way. All right, so so, uh, what's our caller's name next? Jake. All right, let me go to him. Hi, uh, Jake, are you there? I am here. All right, Jake, $100,000 is on the line. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, do we mind, Jake? I appreciate, if we, if we... That. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Jake, I actually got a, a couple of emails. I was ex- uh, exchanging emails with your coach, uh, who's... Okay. All right, well, let, before we do that, yeah, let's, I think let's, let's, answer, question, let's answer yeah. a couple of questions. Jake, okay, where, sure. where were you going to high school? I went to Father Judge. Went to Father Judge. What year are we talking? Yeah, what, what? graduated 1991. Okay, okay. And were you uh, were you an athlete? I am. I was. I was a member of the swim team. A member right. of the swim team. Okay. So 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 far so good. Um, now tell us. Uh, can you describe the uh, uh, the Walkman? 
see, that's where it, it gets, uh, you know, foggy. But I would imagine, because I would have bought one to replace it, right? So I'm thinking about which one it would have been. Salient point, so, yes. So, right? So uh, it would have been it, it would have been a Sony, maybe Sports Walkman, that yellow that we all remember. Or it would have been the one with the mega bass and it had, like, the equalizer underneath. Okay. Is it either one of those? Well, that's what I'm thinking it would have been. But do, that's 31 do, years ago. Well, so a long do, time ago. And, so, and, and hang on a second. Hang on. You did indeed have one stolen, right? Yeah, yeah. The real apology doesn't have to go to me. It goes to my uh, classmate and swim partner, Kevin Dean. He is the one I accused of <laughs> losing it all those years, and he's looking for more vindication than I am. Well, all right, so there is, there's a critical aspect to this vetting process. Uh, Casey, yeah, I you have to... a one question to ask him that you believe will well, I, I do. help determine. Well, uh, yeah, do you remember which uh, what cassette was in the Walkman when that's, it was stolen? That's where I did communicate with you yesterday. Okay, so that was I you. Was, that I, I was okay. a sprinter, so I was a sprinter. I swam the two lap race to 50, and him and I would listen to Cool Mode D, which is what we <laughs> would pump ourselves up to. But I love music. I've been a fan of the station way back with the Zoo Crew uh, in high school, hmm. and with me listening to a variety of music, it could be from like Led Zeppelin to Information Society. Right. So I had a, a, it could be anything. Okay, in an eclectic I, musical sense case. It, uh, it was not Cool Mo D, but, yeah. uh, but I'm still, I'm not convinced that it's not you. Okay. Uh, I, there are just a few questions because I can't, you know, we're talking about it being 30 some odd years ago. I don't remember which year it was. So if you graduated in 91, that was the same year that my, my older brother. Well, maybe I can ask a question. Well, hang on, hang on. It's the same year that my older brother had graduated uh, and I don't remember him being a part of this this process so so when this what when you, process do you mean uh, the, the whole what school did you go to i went to cardinal o'hara okay all right so i just do you remember the day it was stolen and how everything went down <clears throat> do i rem- yeah the day it went stolen uh, i was starting to freak out on my buddy kevin <laughs> about you know where is this walkman and uh, was it during no, a swim meet? I was distraught. I was so upset. He asked, was we it during a swim Always after a swim meet, we would go to friendlies <laughs> up by uh, the boulevard and have like an after meet a uh, little social with whoever we swam. If that, if that was, you know, we were cool with them. Usually it was like Ryan or something like that because we swam with Hubert's. Well, let's let the quick, quick, quick question, Jake. So angry at him at that point. So that's all. That's all. That's uh, we, we, if we can get a little bit more. Was there anything else in the? Was taken from a locker, correct, Casey? Yeah. So and you, the locker was open. You didn't crack. You didn't crack. No, I didn't no, crack we didn't, any. No. We put locks on a locker because right. no one was going to be in that pool area because usually those meets were at night. Yeah. So you remember it being stolen during a meet? Yeah, there was because we would lit. I would I would go into the locker room. I held a whole routine. I was new to the swim game. I played football, and I would yeah. join the swim team on a dare. So here's what well, I, I remember from that night. I stole it. It happened. The meet was over. The um, the uh, Walkman was noticed to be stolen. Your whole team came into our locker room to confront us over the stolen Walkman. Do you remember that this? That could have been the case because as soon as I would have said something. That's how we rolled, right? That's everybody just rolled together. Yeah. So, case- so you probably have more of that fear factor in you, where I was just like a victim. No, no, no. Let's not cause any trouble. Like that's more of my mentality. Like yeah. you know, you thought okay, Kevin okay. lost it. Yeah. Let's not Kevin. Get a huge fight. All right. So here's here's what I'm going to tell you, Jake. It was not cool, Mo D, but I'll, I'll I will give you a hint as to what was in there. Oh. Um. 
Uh, By the way, you're asking him to remember a cassette. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he, it was a it was a soundtrack cassette. Soundtrack. Yeah. Um, maybe it was um, colors. Yeah, was no, it, it wasn't that. Mm. It wasn't that. I, I don't I think, think it wasn't. I, I, colors. It, it was not. Colors. Here's the deal. It was. Really? It was the soundtrack from the movie Rocky. Do you remember ah. owning that? <laughs> Absolutely. Who? What Philadelphian didn't have that? <laughs> All right, right. Let me ask you a question, Christian. Just asking me for my Philly card. Well. Sweatshirt right now. Those, but that would hold true for many people. He's looking for something specific that would be, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Trying to find a needle. Yeah, pinhead, yeah. There. What are you feeling, Case? I, I feel like this is probably the guy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this is probably the guy. Uh, it was a it was a yellow uh, sport Walkman. Okay, with there a go, right with a rocky with the rocky soundtrack in it. Is he going to be the recipient of one hundred thousand dollars? I'm going to make this right, not with not to the sum of a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> but I'm going to make this right uh, for you, Jake. Uh, I and then Casey. I also need to make First it right. Off, for, for... While we're on the air, you got to tell my Kevin, my buddy Kevin, that. <laughs> He's he's been the receiver of all that abuse for years. Yeah, Kevin did not do it. I'm do gonna you, make this right for Kevin as well. Have you stayed in? Right, have you stayed it. in touch with Kevin? You're Jake? good man. Hey J- Jake, have you stayed in touch with Kevin? Yeah, we're texting this morning. He can't believe it, dude. <laughs> hang on, we need his. Phone yeah, yeah, we need to talk let's, to Kevin. Yeah. Let's get Kevin on uh, right now. Um, how do we get a hold of him? Well, we'll have uh, to put um, put with, Jake on hold. Jake, yeah. hold one second, Jake. And then, yeah. he might be listening. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, let me text him. Text him and and tell him to call our request line right now. And, yeah. And so, so that's the you... same number that I use, right? All right. I'll yeah, the yeah. same number. All right, I'm going to put you on hold while you do that. We'll come back to you in just a second. Case, good news. Let him do that. Uh, it would only run you $5,800. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're $58. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. It'd be fifty eight thousand dollars. The guy seems there. There's the one problem is, is uh, what you're saying. That I would be hard pressed to remember what I had yeah. in the cassette yeah. from that amount of time, it, especially yeah. you know. Um, but the Rocky soundtrack, I was like, that, that is so uh, unique. Yeah. Uh, that I thought yeah. maybe he would uh, he would remember that. No, that's a good. It's a good bet. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I remembered it, but uh, you know. So as. Um, the way everything went down when these guys came into our locker room to confront our right. team, I just about crapped my pants. Yeah, you, you, thought, know? you thought you were going to get your ass kicked or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. There, there was a wave of of a thousand different emotions, like sure. guilt, guilt, fear, yeah. you know, all of that sort of stuff. But Uh-oh, like, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I want to kiss you. <laughs> you done messed up. And so, as this was kind of going on, I, um, I. Slowly but surely, like just backed out of like the Homer Simpson down. Nobody even, no- yeah, uh. yeah. So nobody even noticed that that I had left, and I booked it straight to our bus, and uh, and I ran to the um, I ran mm. to the bus, and I ran to the seat that has the wheel. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The the wheel yeah, seat in the that bus bounces you up and down. And I lifted the seat, and yeah, I, and I threw the uh, Walkman underneath the seat, and then I closed it, and then pff, maybe a minute or two later. Uh, the rest of the team and the coach came onto our bus, and our coach Kevin Spiker ripped us a new one and made and went through every single one of our bags. Wow! wow. And where was it? It was I had already hidden, hidden it, it underneath the seat of the uh, oh, and on the wow. wheelbase of dude. 
Yeah, when you're being called out mm-hmm. and it's you, yeah. and you got to make the decision, mm-hmm. am I am I fessing up? I wasn't going to fess up, or yeah. am I going to? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. To well, be I mean, in. because it's so, and you were in the wrong. No, I was totally in the wrong, and yeah. it was a cowardly thing to do. Uh, you know, it was you know, it was uh, <laughs> I was just protecting my myself, I, and that's because listen, I would have gotten kicked off the team most likely. I would have been given so stealing was was demerits that was. I think a ten and two offense, which means ten after school suspensions and and two Saturday suspensions. I mean, I was facing not only that, but you know, perhaps an ass kicking from uh, you know yeah. the judge no, no, team. You were terrified, yeah. And, that, I, and and you in life you make bad decisions, yeah. And so that you're trying to make a restitution for that now. And I, I and I don't remember what I did with the. I, I remember I never kept the the Walkman. I I might have given it away or or something. I was like, I can't have this in my possession anymore. This is. Not something that I want. I just want to listen to my cool Modi. Yeah, and there then was, you know, there was a time when I I I never fessed up to something. I didn't steal something, but I got in trouble. I was in sixth grade, and mm-hmm. and uh, a, a buddy and I were were passing notes back and forth, and I drew a very <laughs> vulgar picture. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a picture of uh, if you were uh, from the the toilet's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> of someone taking a dump yeah. with a big penis hanging down as right. well. And so my friend, it was his fault. He got, he was, cl- I told him not to go, oh. you know, to, to, to have this picture out or whatever. And he did and he got busted. And I got interrogated. Okay. For days. Really? For like a, it went over a couple of days and they knew I did it. And I never admitted that they didn't I break did it. it. I held fast. Yeah. Everybody else probably ratted me out, but they needed me to verbally say I did it and yeah. I never did. It's the code of what is it, uh, Merta? The uh, in the, the the mafia? Yeah, o- Omerta. Omerta. Yeah. yeah. So I omertaed. Yeah, you omertaed like a mother. Yeah. All right, uh, Jake, you there? Jake, you there? Huh. Hmm. Uh, what happened to Jake? He should be there. Yeah. Um. Hang on a second. Maybe he's it talking to like Kevin. Everything's on. Maybe the, maybe he's conference with Kevin. Hang on. Well, let me go to Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Kevin. Hold on. We're trying to get Jake on. I wanted a conference, the two of them together. Where Did did Jake reach out to you, Kevin? Yeah, he called me. <laughs> Hang on a second. Marissa is trying to call... Hang on a sec. I'm going to... Look at this. I got to lock this one out. I'm going to hang up on Jake, all right, Marissa? Okay, so Marissa's going to call. We're going to try to get you guys both on Jake's calling time. in, I think. Um, no, because Jake has a hotline number. Um, so Marissa is calling him uh, on the hotline. Hi, hi Kev. And we'll get, uh, yeah, so, all right, no, what, now we got it. Now we got it. All right, uh, Jake, you there? You got me. All right, all right, all right and Kevin's on the line. <laughs> all right. Um, yes. Kevin, you know what's going on here about this Walkman? Oh, yeah, I've been knowing what's going on for the last 31 years. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! So Jake, or so Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Jake. Yeah. Jake gets his. This walk- is the best Christmas present ever. <laughs> Jake gets his Walkman stolen. Walk us through what. And, and were you on the team? Yes. Okay. Walk us through what you remember of that. So Jake had a routine, like he said, every you know every race or whatever he had to do, and he would go in, get pumped up, whatever music it was, Rocky, Rocky. About, right? A lot of, you know, a lot of songs like that. And one night we were, it had to be O'Hara. He comes freaking, you know, where's my Walkman? Where's my music? Mm. I don't know. I was trying to get ready for my race. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, he, I'm like, I, how should I know? What do you, you know, I guess I was the closest one to it. I don't know. And then 
from then on, it was, you know, you misplaced my Walkman. I lost the race and everything. And uh. Why did he think you misplaced it? Were you guys sharing his Walkman? Well, we I mean, both ran the same, you know, like, we would use the same music sometimes to pump up. Like, we, you know, we were a tight group. Now. Right. Okay. So so you, you would you would share it, at least share the music. Yeah, yeah. All right. Definitely. One ear phone right. in one ear, one ear phone in his ear, you know. So how, let me ask you, how often over the past uh, three decades has this issue come up? Has this always been sort of that that uh, that wound that would not heal? Yeah. Well, it, it kind of died after a while. <laughs> <laughs> after about 20 years? We bust each other for other stuff now. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, so Case, is this all playing out? Uh, it is. is. This all jibing hey, in listen, your head, and maybe it'll 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 uh, lift the, the guilt that I feel a little bit. I, it's still not going to take back what I did. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's not going to repair anything that happened between Jake and Kevin over the last thirty-one <laughs> years. But like, not only it's do I have done to... a lot today, Case. You've done a lot. <laughs> <You've> done a <laughs> lot. <laughs> uh, but I, I need to make it right, obviously, with Jake. Uh, you know, monetarily. And uh, but I also need to make it right with Kevin because Kevin was falsely accused for for three plus decades. Maybe Kevin gets a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I think Kevin. One day, yeah. Three months and two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, we we can get him. So yes, no, absolutely. We well, get, get definitely get the contact information. Yeah, yeah. Him. I need your contact information, and I'm going to do something for you guys. So uh, hang on, so I got a call. All right, one second. <laughs> But, uh, hey, Jake, how big is the TV in your house right now? Uh, uh, I have uh, a 65-inch television. All right. How about a 40-inch <laughs> That thing's I'm going like swimming. What you got right? now yeah, is yeah, too yeah, big. Yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to buy the television. <laughs> you, 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 you make, you know. How listen. about a VCR? <laughs> Video cassette recorder. Is there, what, is there a current version of a Walkman? Like an like an MP3 player or something. Oh, like, like a, your phone, your phone, yeah, yeah. your phone, <laughs> new phone. Would you like a? How about pay as a service plan for a for yeah. it? Yeah. I'll fi- I'll figure it out. You got Jake, it. Jake, we're gonna make this right, and then yeah. Kev, maybe I'll maybe I'll get you a case of beer or something like that. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Seriously, yeah. Kevin. That works though. I'll take it. <laughs> Kevin, is there anything you want to say to Jake? No. Say to Jake. Well. No. Like I, like I told you. I told you I didn't lose your freaking walk, man. We'll hug it out later. All right. All right. I told you not to go there. I do think Jake owes Kevin an apology. I, I think so, yeah. yeah no. 100%. <laughs> we cannot. Jake, was, Jake got something stolen from him. We cannot make him apologize. He blamed his friend, though. Well, he didn't know. But, yeah. but if you knew Kevin, you know, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. <laughs> right, Kev? That's right. Yeah, there you go. He was that kind of klepto. Right, buddy? <laughs> no, he didn't say think he stole it. He thought he lost it. Oh, yeah. Okay. He misplaced it. All right. Uh, uh, six what, one what's going to happen here is me, Jake, and Kev, we're going to be... We're going to be like the best the three friends, right? best friends that <laughs> anyone ever had. You know what? Hey, guys, and you guys are still friends? You guys still hang and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. We're yeah. going out to dinner soon. There okay. you go. Well, listen, I got season tickets for the uh, Sixers. I'm going to set you guys up with a game. Uh, <gasps> oh, you nice. guys be able to go to a game on me. Um, That's and so cool. I got your your information. I'll, I'll set that up. We'll take a look at the schedule, see what you guys want to go to. It's not going to be the Lakers or the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, or the Clippers or the Celtics or the Bucks. <laughs> nice. Or yeah, the Nets. So yeah. Generous. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
I, It'll probably be just one of these exhibition games. Well, yeah. This yeah, is, yeah. It's next season preseason. <laughs> <laughs> the whole preseason, though, guys. I'll take it to the cool Moe D concert. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually pretty huge that you could, uh, that, that we could track these individuals down. This was very Social important. Social media is amazing. It yep. makes this happen. It All is. Right, it excellent. Is. All right. Well, thank you, Jake. Thank you, Kevin. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one. And we'll see you soon. Hope you have uh, wonderful holidays and enjoy your preseason basketball game next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, so I was uh, conversing with um, with their coach, this guy named Jerry, uh, who had been the the coach for their team for uh, Father Judge. Uh, I, I, I guess since maybe that was his inaugural season. Who was your coach? My so, coach was Kevin Spiker. And, and, and okay. oh boy, did he hate me! <laughs> Why did he hate you? Because I because uh, I'm me. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's a lot to hate. Uh, no, I don't think he hated me that much, but, uh, I definitely wasn't well, his favorite. I know what favorite. you mean. Yeah, you were a pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the ass. You know, you were, you were, you were... I also little... wasn't that great of a swimmer either, right? You know, so... Very I, strong swimmer. No, listen, if I, it, like, if I brought any points to our team, maybe he'd like me a little bit, but I didn't bring us any points to right. you know? I, I just, you know, I like to get up and exercise, and that was kind of it, but... Um, but apparently Kevin and the coach from Judge are still friends, and they still talk, and they're going to get together as well. So. All right. Okay. Yep. Look at this. It could be the beginning of a whole new chapter of your life, free of the guilt. You know that the, the guy that I swam with in high school was the coach of the women's U.S. Olympic team? No, I didn't know that. Greg Meehan? Yeah, yeah. He was How come Katie? you didn't make the women's team? Because, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was Katie Ledecky's coach at, oh. at Stanford, wow. and then he became the coach of the... Uh, I remember that name, Katie yeah. Ledecky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was, uh, was he one of your best swimmers? Um, but yeah, so Greg, no, uh, he wasn't a bad one. I, you know, there were right. just, there are a few, like this guy, Mike Torelli was really good. Uh, Mike Davini, Jamie High, those, uh, you know, but, uh, maybe, I think, I think he was a breaststroker. Breaststroker. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with him. He's a breaststroker. Is that what they would call people who did breaststroke? Breast, yeah. Breaststroker? Well, they, everybody, well, so we just need a new name, man. You can't, yeah. that's not yeah. a good title. I'm a breaststroker. He was a ball stroker. Yeah. I'm uh, a nut tapper. He, uh, everybody, you know, like we were just talking to Jake. Jake was a sprinter. You know, I was a sprinter. Yeah. Like I did the 50 or the 100 and. Uh, you know, sort of meters, right? My, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, my buddy Matt was a backstroker. You know, but yeah. you know, butterflies. Uh, so I think Greg's um, his specialty, his, his stroke was these nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, is butterfly the most difficult stroke? I, Not for a butterfly. No, yeah, I, I think it's the most physically taxing one. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had to do a hundred butterfly, like. Um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't even finish that race. And you know? so when, nowadays they call uh, freestyle. Uh, you can literally choose whichever style you want, right? I don't know. Because I, it's the crawl that yeah. people usually do. At least that's what it was called when I was a kid. That was the the stroke that was called the crawl. Yeah, I, it's funny you should ask because I, I, um, I've i never dug into that, uh, the, the delineation. When you say freestyle, like, could you literally doggy paddle and not get DQ'd? Because, like, when you're doing the butterfly. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> the mountain, yeah. That would be to see professional. Doggy you know, style. S- yeah. Swimmers, professional doggy <laughs> style swimming. Uh-huh. And see, you, it'd be, it'd still, you'd have it'd to be. be the fastest it'd be very taxing right 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 but like i wonder if you know like you can get dq'd and and butterfly and breaststroke for for illegal kicks and stuff like that sure um but i wonder if there's any way for you to get dq'd in freestyle I don't, I, know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, me yeah. either. For all those years that I swam, uh, I never... I was javelin. <laughs> You're a javelin guy? 
I mean, I wasn't on any team. I just had a javelin. Oh, you just had a javelin. All right. Thanks. I, I appreciate that, guys. You know, thank you. That was Nick. Yeah. Nick oh, got that taken care of. Yeah, so. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, nice. I, I guess that's why Jake, because I was emailing with him yesterday, and he never responded to any of my emails, and I was, that's probably why. There's, there's, there's a real explanation here, Case. Yeah. All right. So, reading this uh, from teamunify.com, it says, uh, freestyle, this is the hardest stroke to be disqualified in because there are no real stroke rules. Still, it happens. It says uh, failing to touch the wall on the turn in a multi-tap race, uh, pulling the lane line to gain advantage. Well, that's not really changing your stroke. but So, yeah, I guess in freestyle, you can do anything, it sounds like. You could doggy paddle it. To make you go faster. Okay. All right. Interesting. Could you wear water wings? Uh, No. No, 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 no. No flotation devices? Uh, Well, dude... (laughs) The, the swimsuits that they wear these days, I, I feel like they are buoyant. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you see that? I mean, they're they're it's like dolphin skin, and they hmm. they've had to like peel back uh, uh, the rules. Well, I know on that those. like some wetsuits have some buoyancy to them. So that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, hmm. All right. Hmm. 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 Sounds interesting. <laughs> is Kathy still in here? Yeah. I am, and you guys are wrong. <laughs> We're wrong. Yes, it is a stroke. Even though there's not rules, it's a stroke. What is this now? I can't talk. Okay. Can Just you sign? Go. Give Kathy the semaphore flag. Hang on a second here. Hang on, hang on. Let me go to, uh, I have uh, Dennis wants to answer that question. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing today? Great, Dennis. So, you know a thing or two about swimming? Com- competitive? I do. I was a swimmer through high school, through college, all that fun stuff. Actually, a swimmer and a diver. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, seem to know a lot. <clears throat> all right. And what about uh, freestyle and uh, disqualification? There- you cannot be disqualified. If you ever look at four or five years old when they jump in the pool, they might do doggy paddle. They might float on their back to swim. Mm. There's no disqualification for freestyle. So with that, so Kathy, well, well, she can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it go. I thought I would be nervous. But I guess just as far as freestyle is concerned, the most effective and fastest way to swim in the freestyle category would be your classic crawl stroke. I mean, Absolutely. that is the, yeah, it's the fastest. If you look at the records, you know, freestyle yeah. is probably five to ten seconds faster than almost any other sport yeah. or any other uh, swim. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you it, Dennis. Yeah. yeah, there's a few people that are concurring on the uh, text messages, so yeah. I think that might be the case. But the bottom line is, is we had a chance for retribution for Casey, or was that the right Reclamation. Word? Reclamation. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and he'll be able to pay these guys back. And uh, they'll have a story to tell. Uh, yet again, he's, you know, I'm sure they had completely forgotten about it. Or, well, maybe not. No, no, no apparently spending not. The first thing they say to each other for over 31 years. Yeah. Now Where's if we my just Walkman? find out who stole my, my bikes when I was a kid. That's our our new investigative <laughs> series that we're going to do. Uh, who stole, so my who Hutch, stole your bikes? Yeah, who stole my Hutch Pro Racer and my, uh, and my Diamondback bikes? Where did they steal them from? My yard. Your yard. Were they sitting in the front yard? Probably. Yeah. Mm, can't do that, man. Ah. Why not? <laughs> Why are you not allowed to leave your own well, property who, on, your, who, on your yard? Whose bikes got stolen? <laughs> Some friends of mine uh, stole my bike and destroyed it uh-huh. on purpose. Were they sending lied, a message? Lied to me about it. No. Huh. Like, like they, they said... They took it and trashed it, and they and then they threw it away, and they said it had gotten stolen. Miserable bastards. Yeah. These were your How did you find friends? out? Yeah, these were kind of like... Um, these were friends, but not great friends. They were uh, friends at the time, but didn't turn out to be like friends. Friends that friends. steal from you and destroy your stuff. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Know. 
But we did stupid stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Some, you, you know how you would hang out with a group of people and, and a couple of them were like, um, the kind of... You could do without. Victims would be the wrong word, yeah. but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of put upon. Well, I, I guess in that group, I was the put upon guy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. Do we know who these kids are? They owe you a bike. I don't remember who did it. Uh, oh, yeah. No, actually... Yeah, it was one of my really good friends, Dave Court. Really good Son friend. of a bitch. And I think Dave and somebody else trashed it and threw away, and then they told me that somebody stole it. Uh, it Let's was get a, Dave Court on the phone. It was a piece of crap bike. It was horrible. Do you recognize this voice? It was a bike. Oh, <laughs> yes. you guys you guys will like this. Oh, I stole my bike. So it was oh, a... I had a bike. I'm coming after you. <laughs> it was... It, so at the time, uh, the BMX bikes were starting to happen. No, oh, yeah, I remember I that. Did, I did not have a BMX bike. I had more like a Schwinn type of thing. Yes, I had a Schwinn. Okay. Banana and, seat? I uh, didn't have... I, no, I bought a, a different kind of seat okay. to put on there, but I didn't have a banana seat. But what I did was I painted it. It was yellow. Mm-hmm. All right? So, but I put tape on it, and I painted black stripes on it, so it was striped like a bee. That's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> so it was yellow and black. No, it wasn't cool. I thought it was cool. It was not cool. And I got I got BMX handlebars. Nice. Okay. So I, 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 yeah. I modded it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but they, but we everybody called it the bee, and it was kind of a joke. Oh, so they, were, they weren't celebrating, they were mocking. Yeah. Mock. Yeah. Mock. Yeah. Uh, so they were mocking my bicycle that I modded out because my parents weren't going to buy a really awesome, badass BMX bike for me. So I did what I I had a full-size Schwinn bike. That was my first bike that I owned. You know, I had the, there was a bike that I learned on that had training wheels. But the first, my mother figured she'd get me a bike I could grow into, meaning that my feet didn't even touch the pedals. But I eventually grew into it and, and loved that bike. But, yes, I can see the methodology. Yeah, so I so I painted it this black and white striped thing, and it did. It looked like a bumblebee. So wait, do you remember around what year, what grade you were in when this happened? Uh, yeah. So if Dave and I were friends, Dave and I were really good friends in eighth grade. So it would have been around that time. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. They were old enough to know better. Oh yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, dude, Dave. Dave had, and mind you, okay, I'm in. I'm in eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> he's like a bumblebee. Dave would take if we were smoking weed. Yes, yeah, so I was in eighth grade yeah. smoking weed. <laughs> a a red hot bowl and burn you with it. A bowl? Oh, oh. oh. A weed Are you bowl. kidding me? Yeah, I, I oh, thought no, you meant no, like no. a cereal. Oh, and he did it to himself too. He, like he had rings of uh, burnt oh onto his skin. Dude, we were he's sociopathic. We were dirtbags. <laughs> we're, we're, we were total dirtbags. You hear that song, "Teenage Dirtbag"? Yeah, we were the teenage. We were the teenage dirtbags in the denim jackets. With yeah. these things, and these kind of things, the, 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 the black bones, sabbath, the black fingers, and the and the, the, the bee that looks like a, a bicycle, the bicycle that looks like a bee. I was just scared of you guys. You were, I, but I wasn't one of the tough dirtbags. Yeah, it didn't matter, man. If you were wearing a jean jacket, I was like, I'm going to go to the other side of the street <laughs> over there. <laughs> I I I was amongst the tough. Are we guys. still yeah. doing Pippin with the theater group? <laughs> When will God save the people? Oh, God of mercy, when? Right? Come on, guys. Are you with me? The people, Lord, the people. Preston. Uh, That's from Pippin. Uh, I don't know that song. I'm sorry. I would have joined I can't it. believe you were able to pull Pippin out of your ass just now. Yes. <laughs> that was impressive. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, this was a nice segment. I'm glad that, Thank uh, you, guys. that we got to do that. Uh, Kathy loved it, right, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, you know what the connection was? You remember intern Christy? Uh, she was she was here. Harrison? With, yeah, Christy Harrison. She was friends with uh, uh, intern Jill years and years ago. She was at a party with Jake the other night, and they started having this conversation. They Shut were talking about, talking about the presidency Isn't show. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so thanks so much to Christy because she texted me and she said, I think I know the guy. Wow. And, and so we started putting two, uh, two and two together. So thank That's you, awesome. Christy, for did making we, this happen. Didn't we talk about it yesterday? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It might have been last night or yes, uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, there was a connection to the show. Yes, I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah but she okay. texted me yesterday afternoon saying, I think I can make this connection happen so thanks christy appreciate it okay um real quick uh i want to give a butt plug is our buddy bob havens asked me to do this uh he said hey any chance you can squeeze out a butt plug uh for my pal bobby hirschman's annual toys for tots with the help of some u.s marine vets the event is at tom and jerry sports bar in delco And it's going to be this Saturday, and that's in Folsom. And they're on McDade Boulevard, and it starts at noon with Santa and Bumble. Oh! Uh, for a free lunch and continues throughout the day. Uh, two bands as well. Starts at 5 oh. p.m. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be this Saturday, uh, starting at... Sure, what time did it say? I'm sorry here. Anyway, Tom and Jerry's uh, starts at noon. All right, so if you want to drop off some... Uh, uh, toys. Some toys for yeah. Tours for Tots. That would be great. Excellent. And then, uh, Nick, I want to mention the event that you're doing tonight. I don't have the information directly in front of me. It's Christmas Miracle Appearance, right? It is, yeah. Brooklyn Bowl, uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're giving away tickets, I think, once every half hour. Um, it really is... Probably the best way to actually win the tickets if you can't get through on the phones or you're not able to do it online. Uh, come to the event tonight. Brooklyn Bowl, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And we're going to be there with Miller Lite. I think it's $3 Miller Lights tonight. So please stop by, say hi, and uh, hopefully when I win a chance to get into the Christmas miracle. It's an out-of-the-open the open, um, secret that, that if you head to one of these events. Yeah. Really, really getting your best shot at getting the yep. invites. Yep. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, we are going to get to the bizarre file, and then later on, we're going to have uh, Adam from uh, the Warren Drugs. Yes. If there's an announcement coming up. I think you're going to dig it. We'll be back in a second. Make sure you stay with us. Ninety-three three WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Miller Lite. Ugly Sweater Edition, Wednesday, December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Including Adventure Aquarium, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse, and Stephen Ear Jewelers. Want to be a part of the studio audience? Check WMMR.com for details. And don't forget to dress to, um, impress. Our judges will pick their favorite ugly sweater to score great prizes from Miller Lite. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle! 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. This is brought to you by Whole Foods Markets. Save big at Whole Foods Markets. Rouse pocket, uh, pocket sauces? No, Rouse pasta sauces are five ninety nine each. <laughs> What's this warm liquid in my pocket? Oh, well, that's, that's pocket, pocket sauce. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Rao's pasta sauces are $5.99 each with Prime through December 13th. While supplies last, shop in-store or online. Terms apply. And that's your traffic. Yeah, you just... Go ahead. Three WMMR. Just dip the meatballs in your pockets. Yeah. Just dip your hand in your pocket, lick your fingers. Yeah. It's new pocket sauce. It's like having a pasta dinner all day long. Rouse you don't, pockets. You don't put it in your back pockets, though, right? No, that's uh, no, just, just squirt it. out. It would squirt all, squirt all over the, the place. Chair. But they might have a special. There might be yeah. special pants that you buy. Yeah. Uh, to keep your uh, pocket sauce in there. Yeah, pocket sauce is great. It's actually a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you have any Alfredo? Yeah. Why, yes, yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I've got it right here. I have to rub it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we need to do the Bizarre file, yeah, yeah. so why don't we go ahead and do that right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre file. All right, we're going to start the Bizarre File with another terrible story, and uh, it's a holiday nightmare. A Kentucky man who was working as a tree trimmer was tragically killed in a freak accident after he toppled into a wood chipper. You have had a fair amount of wood chipper death stories this year. Yeah. Have people forgotten how to use them? This is while he was working near a holiday display. No, listen what happened. Uh, Joseph Wesley uh, Manier had been trimming trees at a home when he became tangled in a holiday light display and then fell partially into a wood chipper. Oh, my God. Uh, The contractor suffered traumatic injuries. When emergency personnel arrived, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, The deadly accident happened near the Owensboro Christmas Lights popular holiday light display started by the Owensboro family 25 years ago that features over-the-top Christmas lights and attracts hundreds of visitors every year. Authorities said the incident's under investigation, but they say there's no foul play. On Monday, organizers posted a message on Facebook advising visitors to be cautious if they were planning to travel to the area. By the way, there were 113 wood chipper-related deaths. Now, that's over a stretch from 1982 to 2016. According to a 2018 study published in the National Library of Medicine, 41 of the victims had been caught in the machinery. uh, And they said in the report... Uh, workers are killed every year in wood chipper related incidents despite the repeated hazard warnings. Uh, in depth, comprehensive, and up to date studies are needed to identify casual risk. So they have these. the table saws that can instantaneously detect flesh. Yes. That will shut off. I've seen that. Yeah. I don't know if you can do anything like that for a wood chipper. Yeah, I don't know. A California man's home security camera captured footage of an apparently confused bear that attempted to make a meal out of an inflatable Rudolph holiday decoration. That's adorable. Uh, Dave Lester of, full of, air. What the hell is this? of South Lake Tahoe uh, said... <laughs> what the hell is this? guy keeps sauce in his pockets. <laughs> Empty. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, he woke on Saturday morning to find the inflatable Rudolph that he had put out for Christmas had been shredded by an early morning visitor. There's no guts in this thing. Uh, Lester shared security camera footage showing the decoration being mauled by a bear that visited his yard about 5 a.m. I uh, said the animal showed no interest in any of his other decorations. Uh, you know it, and yeah, we say it every time, Preston. They're adorable. That they, they would rip you in half. Uh, the homeowner said a group of bears are known to frequent the area and are usually spotted about uh, once a week. And they have a little route that they use where they walk right in front of the house, Lester said. Oh, that's great. He said the bears occasionally showed interest in the inflatable Rudolph last year, but uh, never damaged it before. Oh, uh, <laughs> there were a couple stare downs last year, but for some reason he just figured that he was going to make a meal out of Rudolph. Rescuers say a pilot whose airplane crashed into a Utah canyon miraculously walked away from the crash and then walked six miles for help. Oh, wow. Why don't we take a five-minute break? (laughs) The Mountain Green Fire Department shared photos of the wreckage of the plane on its Facebook page and said in in the accompanying post uh, that the aircraft went down into a canyon. The plane was headed to Idaho, and in its Facebook post, the Protection Service said, uh, the pilot miraculously walked away from the crash and hiked about six miles to get cell service to Are call 911. Okay? 
Uh, they said, normally with these situations, we have a great deal of difficulty of finding the aircraft or the people. But in this case, he just kind of got out of his plane, dusted himself off, and walked himself down this ATV road until he got the cell phone range. Firefighters on the scene were able to disable the batteries and address a fuel leak, but the uh, the plane was still in one piece. That's miraculous. Uh, but one of the fuel tanks ruptured in the crash, and officials said the pilot did such a good job landing the plane that the authorities uh, could just about put some wheels on it and fly it right out of there. Uh, despite the exterior, though, of the plane staying together, officials said the aircraft is likely a loss and will need to be cut up to be removed from the area. A Portland man accused of murdering his brother made his first court appearance on Monday. 34-year-old Justin Butterfield only said a few words during the hearing. Authorities arrested him after they found the body of 38-year-old Gabriel of Gabriel uh, Demore uh, at home on Thanksgiving. In court documents, police reported that they found a screwdriver, mm. hypodermic needles, a baseball bat, tire iron, and other objects sticking out of the body. Wow. Butterfield allegedly told police that he had been fighting for 24 hours with the Terminator before slaying this guy. All right. Well, that, then he has a reason there. These things are hard to put down. Uh, police say he allegedly mutilated the body and left the body parts on the front porch of his home. You need to understand, he didn't stop. Uh, in court, his lawyer said Butterfield understands what he's charged with, but not why. Uh, they also Who's say... Else? Uh, Butterfield wants bail. Both sides with the competent want a competency evaluation, and the judge wants that done within thirty days. He's not even going to take into consideration the Terminator Terminator thing. Well, they might. Yeah, they might down the road. All right. And then one one final story: a thrill enthusiast in Utah was rescued after slamming into the side of a mountain during a base jumping accident. Oh my god! That was captured on video. Hikers near Moab, Utah, recorded a base jumper's parachute being caught in a wind gust and pushed into a 400-foot cliff known as Tombstone, uh, and that's in Cane Creek Canyon. Uh, After hitting the cliff, the jumper's parachute caught a ledge, uh, stopping him from his freefall, but it suspended him more than 100 feet in the air. So he was just hanging there. Uh, The jumper was... uh, was suspended and hanging from the ledge for over an hour before rescue teams were able to rescue him. Uh, the jumper was reportedly alive when rescue workers uh, airlifted him out of the canyon to a nearby hospital, but his current condition is unknown. The fact that he survived at all is amazing. Yeah, the incident was one of three base jumping incidents to happen in the area over the weekend Yeah, during, during an event called the Turkey Boogie. Yeah. And it is not Maybe skip the turkey boogie. It's not clear if this jumper was part of the event, which was being held to raise money for Grand County Search and Rescue. And they're the ones that <laughs> they're they're use it. Yeah, no wonder they're raising money. <laughs> yep. All right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Uh, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. When we return, uh, we are going to have lesson question. We're going to have trash music news. And we're going to talk to Adam of War on Drugs. Yeah. Uh, because uh, there's something that he and the band want to announce. We're going to do it on our Pretty show. Pretty big. So we'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you more than anything in this damn world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that found its way back to us. Uh, so let's see. Uh, what are we doing in this uh, progression here? You know what? Let's um, let's do the lesson question, uh, Hollywood trash, and then we we'll get into we'll music talk news. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. So we're going to do uh, today's lesson question, and we are going to give to you uh, as a prize for the Cracked Answer a pair of tickets to see the band The Winery Dogs, Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, and Richie Kotzen, uh, February seventeenth at the Keswick Theater. Uh, the question that we are going to go with is this. If they reboot Easy Rider, Steve <laughs> thinks they should marry it with what other classic? 215-263-WMMR. Okay, oh. If they're going to reboot Easy Rider, uh, what does Steve think that they should marry that with? What other classic should they marry it with? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening and know the answer. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. So, we are going to get some stories while we wait for that call. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Preston, two of my favorites, Lacey Chabert and Autumn Reeser, debuted a sneak peek for their next installment in the Wedding Veil movie series on the Hallmark Channel. In the direct sequel, a bald, mature man waits for his wife to go shopping so he can pleasure himself to this movie. Wow. Oh, my God. Oscar winner Ang Lee is set to direct an epic biography of legendary martial arts Icon Bruce Lee, Ang Lee's son Mason Lee, is set to star in the movie, which is titled Enter the Nepotism. (laughs) And finally, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber were seen having dinner with Kendall Jenner and Justin Skye at Nobu in Malibu on Tuesday night. A couple sitting near the foursome said they spent the whole night discussing recent hypothetical particle experiments inside the Hadron Collider in CERN. Hollywood drag. All right, we're going for the answer to this question. Uh, if they reboot Easy Rider, Steve thinks they should marry it with which other classic? 215-263-WMMR. Our caller is Jason, who we're going to go to. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jason, so they should marry Easy Rider with what other classic? Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge yeah! of the Nerds. That is correct, sir. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to set you up with tickets to see the winery dogs. They're uh, going to be playing uh, Keswick Theater on the 17th of February. Uh, Tickets go on sale tomorrow, by the way, at 10 a.m. at keswicktheater.com. Should I just keep this music rolling? Yeah. Because the music we're listening to here is The War on Drugs. Yes. And we do have, joining us this morning, is it via Zoom right via here? Zoom, yep. Please welcome, from the War on Drugs, Adam Granducile. Yeah. Via Zoom. <laughs> What's up, Adam? How y'all doing, all right? We're good, man. You are currently in Toronto, did I hear? I'm in, yeah, I've been in Toronto for about a month, um, wow. but um, heading home soon and then coming, uh, coming to Philly, yeah. That's fantastic, man. We're happy about yeah. that. And, um... So you're on. I've got the, some details of what's going on here, but I, you know, we didn't get a chance to coordinate before doing this live. But um, do you want to roll out uh, what what's going on and, and tell everybody what you guys are up to? Yeah, well, in two, 2018 was the first year we did uh, the Drug Sember to Remember set of shows. We did like a show at the Tower, Union Transfer, and uh, Johnny Brenda's. And this year we're doing it again. Um, we weren't able to do it for two years. 
So we're doing three nights at uh, Johnny Brenda's. Nice. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, it's like our favorite little club. And uh, December 19th, 20th, and 21st. And uh, like we've done every year, we've done it. Uh, All the proceeds go to... um, the Philadelphia School District. That's fantastic. So, I love this. And by I the way, this. this this a band yeah. who yeah. sold out two nights at the at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and, and so they're Johnny playing Johnny Brenda's. Yeah, uh, three nights in a row. And, and Johnny Brenda's has a you know I, I got to you know talk to you a little while back. I guess right before your your latest tour. And Johnny Brenda's is a is a special place in your heart for for you know how you guys came up in this city. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, basically, I, I lived like around the corner from it. Uh, um, for about 13, 14 years, right in that, in that little neighborhood. And, uh, I mean, we were going there every night, even before they built the second floor, you know, before they built the, uh, the performance space. Um, and we were kind of randomly the first band to ever play on that stage. Um, you know, I think it was 2006 or seven, there was a, a benefit, uh, for a local artist, um, when he, when he hurt his knee and couldn't work for a while. And, uh, we were the first band to play that show. And so it's always been just like a really special place for us. And our friends work there. And um, so, yeah, it's, we, we love playing there and it's, it's fun to cram all the gear up there and, uh, <laughs> and try to put, you know, and have some friends over and, and try to do a couple of great shows for, for our friends. So, yeah. Well, I, I love the idea that it's also going to, you know, it's, there's a charity component to it. Uh, you, you know, your fans can see you in a, in a vastly more intimate setting, which is cool. Uh, is this the kind of thing, you know, around the holidays that you're, you, you think you, you guys are incited to do, you know, and, and, and perhaps keep returning to Philly to, to help with local or Philadelphia centric charities around the holiday season? Yeah, I mean, I think the worst thing about the last two years was that we weren't able to really do our drug sember. You know, right. we, we kind of it kind of came naturally the first year we did it, and then we got introduced to this great foundation, the fund for the school district of Philadelphia, which is a great intermediary for 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 money for the schools. And um, and then we you know did it again in nineteen. We couldn't do it for two years, and we just really loved you know that feeling of 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 um, trying to build something up and give as much back as we could to Philly. And, um, and this year too, we've done it in the past, but this year it's going to be a little bit more extensive, which is just like, um, but we're going to have an auction that's going to happen. I think a couple weeks after the shows an oh. online auction. Okay. Um, with, and we've, we've already been given like so much amazing stuff by all the, all the teams like signed stuff, um, signed jerseys, whatever, like, and um, and then we'll have a bunch of signed guitars and merchandise and box sets and so and that'll be it going up I think in sometime in January um, and that'll just open it up to basically anyone in the world you know can be a part of of what we're trying to do every year so yeah it's it's really special to us uh, you know we're so lucky that that you know that's where our band started and that's where we all met each other as friends and and that we got to kind of come in the best music scene in the world which is which is philadelphia well, so, you, that, i mean that, um, and, and you know you know as uh, from here you know that when you i mean you know we love when athletes you know keep coming back or stay in the area or, or do things you know philanthropically in the area and and you know how loyal the people are here and how much they love people who actually reinvest their efforts uh, in in you know in ways that help the city so this is great that you guys do this Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, we're really lucky to do what we do, like at the level we do it. And, um, 
But at the end of the day, it's just because we have great fans and, yeah. you know, we come from a great, a great city. Um, yeah. So we're we're really we're really fortunate. And, this is and awesome. Grateful, so yeah, I, yeah I, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I'm pretty sure I went to the one in 2018. It could have been the one in 2019, but uh, it was at the Tower Theater. I remember, uh, in, in between songs, you actually would auction some things off, which I, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and uh, I didn't discover you guys until 2017. And I told you this before, but I spent a week um, uh, on the Colorado River going through the Grand Canyon. And every morning I woke up, I th- put my earbuds in, and I listened to Thinking of a Place uh, off of a deeper understanding. And so uh, it, it was just a really uh, uh, introspective, personal moment that I had for myself every single morning and, and you were a part of that and it was really uh it was a special time and I think that was before the album came out I think you had only released that single and uh and then that album went on to win Grammy for best yeah. rock album and and I I can't disagree with it that that album is 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 awesome and it's uh, totally complete and then this year you guys are up for a Grammy again uh this time for a song uh Harmonious Dreams so I just wanted to say congratulations to you on that Thanks yeah thank you yeah, it was a, another surprise, and uh, it's awesome. Adam, we were talking about uh, Christine McVie passing earlier this morning, and, and it reminded me of people that introduced me to Fleetwood Mac over the years. And Casey, sitting across the console from me, introduced me to you guys, and introduced me to the war on drugs, specifically thinking of a place. And um, I love these days how people are able to share music. Casey sent me a YouTube link. It's a, it's a song that's like 11 minutes long or whatever, and I was like, oh, man, this is a long song. I don't know if I'm going to make it through it, all of it. And then it turns out I loved it yeah. and, and, and added it to my favorites on YouTube. Um, but, you know, it, it really is cool how people are able to share and, and um, uh, learn about new music these days, including uh, streaming services like Spotify. And, and so um, for you guys, what's the best way to get the word out about the war on drugs, it, you know, in, in a business where you're still trying to find new ears all the time? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, our, you know, we, our live show is something that like has really evolved. Every tour we do, I'm always like, I'm always maybe the most impressed with like, you know, how far the band has come and, and, you know, even just with our crew and our lighting, our lighting guy, Ben, like, you know, that's the, I never really, we never, as a band, we never really get to experience the show like, like everybody else. But, um, but, you know, I mean, supporting bands, going out to see them, um, you know, buying records at record stores and, and taking in the whole thing. Um, that's something that's still really important to our band. And um, But naturally, you know, people find out about you in, in strange ways, you know. And uh, you never know whether it could be from, like, a video game song or, you know, from, like, we had... Um, they use some of our songs before uh, the World Series games in the NLCS games. Right. And I was, you know, people were texting me like, oh, I just saw, you know. You got to freak cool. out over that. The awesome. bump out or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know. Well, uh, a, a great way to experience uh, War on Drugs, if you've never seen them, uh, will be at Johnny Brenda's. Very small club, really cool, really intimate, a real special opportunity. Uh, the shows, like Adam said, are going to be December 19th, 20th, and 21st. And uh, the on sale is tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. And you can do that through the website, thewarondrugs.net. I'm going to guess they're going to go really fast. Yes. Uh, yeah. So you may want to get up uh, as soon as you can, uh, uh, close to 10 a.m., and start ordering those. 
and or else we're going to have a Taylor Swift thing on our hands. <laughs> you and, don't want that. No, we don't want that happening with uh, the tickets falling apart and everything. But um, no, dude, cool. It's great. You guys are coming back here. The shows will be uh, well attended. I'm sure it's going to be great for you to be back uh, home for the holidays and all that good stuff. So we're excited you could share the news uh, with us here on the air this morning, Adam. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Looking all right. To good luck it. with everything, bud. All right. Adam Grandusil. We'll see ya. And again, it's tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. when those go on sale. So, uh, Kristen Ritter is his... Um, it's his uh, girlfriend. Long-time girlfriend. And I love Kristen Ritter. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. She's unbelievable. Yeah. So, uh, that's why they're up in uh, Toronto right now. She's filming something. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, we got to get into music news. So, let's do it. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by Manhattan Bagel. Treat everyone on your list to a gift that's always a good taste. A gift card from Manhattan Bagel. You can buy a $20 gift card and get $5 free uh, for a limited time at ManhattanBagel.com. ManhattanBagel.com. Participating locations only. Uh, as Nick had mentioned, and I'm sure you already know by now, Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac had passed away. Uh, yesterday at the age of 79 years old of undisclosed causes. A message was posted announcing her passing on her Instagram page, which reads on behalf of Christine McPhee's family. Uh, it is with a heavy heart that we are informing you of Christine's death. She passed away peacefully at the hospital uh, this morning, uh, Wednesday, November 30th, following a short illness. She was in the company of her family. Uh, we kindly ask you to respect the family's privacy in this extremely painful time, and we would like everyone to keep uh, Christine in their hearts and remember uh, the life and incredible human being and revered musician who was loved universally, R.I.P. Christine McVie. Um, she also, uh, Fleetwood Mac posted their own tribute uh, stating, uh, there are no words to describe our sadness at the passing of Christine McVie. She was truly one of a kind, special and talented beyond measure. Uh, she was one of the best musicians that anyone could have in the band and the best friend of anyone could have in their life. And we were so lucky to have a life with her, individually and together. We cherish Christine deeply and are thankful for the amazing memories that we have. She will be so very missed. Stevie Nicks tweeted out a yeah. handwritten letter, yeah, uh, which reads, In part, a few hours ago, I was told that my best friend in the whole world since the first day of 1975 had passed away. I didn't even know she was ill until late Saturday night. I wanted to be in London. I wanted to get to London, but we were told to wait. So, since Saturday, uh, one uh, one song has been swirling around in my head over and over and over, and I thought it might possibly, uh, that I might possibly get to sing it to her, and I'm singing it to her now, and I always knew that I would need these words one day, and then she quoted lines from uh, Hallelujah by Haim, uh, and so I'm not familiar with the song. It's not um, the classic Hallelujah, is it? I, I don't. Think so because it says by by uh, Chaim and I, and, yeah. and I so I don't know the case. But anyhow, uh, she said, "See you on the other side, my love. Don't forget me." Mick Fleetwood, uh, the heart and soul of the group, uh, posted his own loving tribute to McVie and wrote, uh, "This is a day where my dear sweet friend Christine McVie has taken to flight and left us earthbound folks to listen with bated breath." To the sounds of that songbird, reminding one and all that love is all around us to reach out and touch in this precious life uh, that is gifted to us. Part of my heart has flown away today, he said. I will miss everything about you, Christine McVie. Memories abound, then fly to me. 
recently released is McVie's latest solo set titled Songbird, a solo collection which featured guest appearances by Eric Clapton, Lindsey Buckingham, and Steve Winwood. Uh, the album's title track, Songbird, orchestral version, has been nominated for a Grammy. Uh, in the best arrangements, instruments, and vocals uh, category. Oh, man, you know, again, we talked about how just uh, ma- magnificent voice, incredible songwriting uh, capability. So many of her songs and Stevie Nicks' songs, uh, and the band in general, you know, spoke to me, spoke to countless millions. And um, this is one of those cases where, you know, impressive retirement. It, listen, she's she's gone. That's really all you need to know. But that it came out of nowhere that Stevie Nicks herself, one of her best friends, yep. uh, had no idea. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I remember Norm MacDonald's impetus, or at least what he, he relayed to close friends, was that he didn't want people to worry or suffer along with him as he was checking out. And this might have been her reason, or maybe she found out something so profound. That, and, you know, like you said, possibly pancreatic cancer or whatever. Yeah, they, it, it they, still boggles the mind that it, that it just happened out of nowhere. Yeah, all, the, all they said was that it was a it was a short illness. Yeah. so I don't think it was something she was dragging on for years. Uh, among the standards that she wrote for the band were "Over My Head," uh, "World Turning," uh, "Say You Love Me," "Don't Stop," "Songbird." Uh, you make love and fun. Think about me over and over. Hold me. Yeah. Uh, little lies everywhere. She was just a yeah. she was a machine at songwriting. Besides being a great singer and, and performer and, and pianist, uh, she could write the songs. It's just amazing. So leaves us with a huge body of work to, yeah. you know, to continue to appreciate and enjoy for the rest of our lives. Do but, you want to um, listen to a little bit of this Heim song? Sure. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah. I want to make sure it's. It's not the one that I'm thinking of. I met two angels, but they were in disguise. Yeah, it's not the, nope. uh, the classic, yeah. Took one look to realize. Tell them anything and they will sympathize. These arms hold me tight. Old fears have to ease them in my mind. Pretty. Yep. So that's a song that uh, that uh, Stevie is thinking yeah. of while uh, uh, thinking of Christine. So sad news. A couple other quick things: uh, the Killers, Muse, Lumineers are headlining the 2023 Shaky Knees Festival. Uh, according to Spin, the festival will take place uh, May 5th through the 7th in Central Park. This is the big uh, Charleston Championship. Uh, no. Oh. And other performers include Greta Van Fleet, Tenacious D, Hosier, Mars Volta. Uh, and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Flaming Lips ah. are also one of four acts that are going to be playing one of their albums in its entirety. So that's coming up in May. I'm not sure about ticket sales. How come the Flaming Lips never got a chapstick endorsement? Hey, you're thinking, right, right? Right, for a tour? Yeah. It, it, it's a, it writes it's itself. It's perfect. All right, and then finally, you 2 gearing up for one of their most high-profile weeks in recent years with the December 4th Salute in Washington, D.C., where they will receive the prestigious uh, Kennedy Center Honors. An edited version of the event will air later this month on CBS. Uh, during a new chat with the Washington Post, Bono revealed some frank truths about the band, admitting, we come close to breaking up much more often than you'd think, uh, usually after the really good albums, because uh, they cost you in personal relationships. The truth is we hate each other's guts. And want to kill each other on a daily basis. Uh, no, he and said, then we think of the thing. We think of the greater knowledge and the greater mission 
and we still want to kill each other. Uh, no, he said they cost you in personal relationships uh, because you're pushing each other and get really at your elastic limit. Uh, old friend, Boomtown Rats founder and Live Aid organizer Bob Geldof explained how the Irish foursome has grown into their own skin over the past 45 years together. He said it's a band. Great to be here with you, but it's great to see you. It's great to be here. Uh, he said, so there have been arguments, hard arguments, not talking to each other arguments. Mm-hmm. Of course there are. But Please tell the edge that I think he sticks. Uh, but for them, he said they realize that uh, the band is worth more than any individual I wonder, idea. I wonder if they did that classic thing. You know, t- you know, tell Adam that I think he's an idiot. Right. And then like a white line down the middle of the tour bus. Uh, know, this is my side and that's your side. Drummer Larry Mullen. If I see you playing with my Game Boy, I'll kill you. (laughs) Larry Mullen explained, uh, you only do this if you're having the best time. And not everyone is going to make it because the price is so high. So I think the challenge is for more generosity, more openness to the process. Hmm. He said, I'm autonomous and I value my autonomy. I don't sing from the same hymn sheet. I don't pray to the same version of God. So everyone has their limits. And you only do this if it's a great time you're having, you know. Uh, regarding the future for U2, Bono said, um, the country's changed for a group like U2. But I have a feeling that we have uh, that we have something. If that if, if we can still if we can distill it on these next sessions, this unreasonable guitar record that we all want to make, actually, uh, I just feel there's a moment. He said, I don't know if you can capture people for a whole album. But what if it's just an EP or just one song yep. uh, that could burst through? Hey, that's all that matters. He said, we don't need it on the pop charts. We don't. But we do need people to pass it around. I think we do want that. A special song about a young man who made a bad decision to steal a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the swim team, but he wasn't good because he didn't put points up. <laughs> How did you know that? Let's just say I heard it from a friend who was accused of stealing that Walkman. Kevin? Kevin was his name. Uh. <laughs> he didn't put points on I didn't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did when there was a diving component. Okay. Strict swimming? Yeah. Not me. Not you. Nope. It's hard to get DQ'd for the... Uh, Freestyle. Right, 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 right. We yeah, did you learn do, You could even doggy paddle. So wait a minute. Would they do diving and swimming together? Yeah, so Catholic League... Isn't that cheating? No, no, no. So Catholic League would do... It was just swimming, but... Um, a what couple of Jewish league do? A couple, <laughs> couple of times a season, we would swim uh, against a public school team. So, okay. And public school had diving and swimming. So, dude, they would literally, in the middle of the meet take lane ropes out of the pool and have a diving meet in the middle of a swim meet, mm. which I thought was dumb. I like either do it before or after and not in the middle. But yeah, so because I was the only diver on our swim team. You did I, put points up. I did put points there up. All right. So there. All right. Bono. Suck on that, Strathaven. <sighs> That's it in music news. Um, but you know what we need to play? Uh, oh, yeah. We've got to play Fly Like the Flyers because they won last time after losing 10 games in a row. And we were just joking around and playing this song, and then they won that night. It worked. So uh, for the for the team and for the city, we have the classic from Casey. Here we go. Flyers, flying, flying, 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 flyers, flying, flying
See if we get a payoff for that uh, after the tonight. Uh, we did our part. Game tonight. Yeah. We did. We're going to take a break. Be right back. Wrap it up. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is officially now Friday to us, and hopefully to those of you who have a bit of an early wrap-up of the day, because you started at a ridiculously early hour of the morning. Yes, yeah. But nonetheless, uh, we do have uh, Friday officially arriving tomorrow, but uh, mentally, we're already there. I would like to thank the guests that we have had on the show today. First and foremost, Mr. John Leguizamo. The film is called Violent Night. stars him and David Harbour. It opens tomorrow. It looks hilarious and violent as well. But, you know, you, you, can, you can do both of those yes, together. Yes, you can. Uh, and he was great. Uh, also, I would like to thank Adam Grandisil from War on Drugs. Uh, just on with us, and they announced the return of a drug Sember to Remember series of holiday shows. They're playing Johnny Brenda's. Uh, December 19th, 20th, and 21st. And tickets go on sale uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then we had a young man by the name of Evan Ellers on. And he was the guy that was behind the uh, avocado. Avageddon. Avageddon. That was it. I almost said avocado land. (laughs) Uh, that would work. Avageddon yeah. and that that big avocado giveaway that happened in FDR Park. And uh, he has been named one of Forbes 30 under 30 uh, in the social impact category. So uh, he and his partner, I forgot her name. I don't have it on me. Victoria. Victoria, thank you. Uh, uh, so that was cool to uh, talk to him. So yeah. uh, kudos uh, to the young entrepreneur. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Good day. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, kids. It is really windy, yeah. nasty, cold, windy. It looks, yeah. it looks that way. Yeah. Bundle up on your way out. Are you bundled? Yeah, uh, you're wearing well, a corduroy jacket. Or uh, is that a shirt? It's a corduroy shirt. Oh, nice. Um, but it's... Uh, it looks warmer than it is. It wouldn't <laughs> no. be bad were it not. I mean, it's a ferocious wind. Okay. At yeah. least here in the beautiful Balakinwood parking lot. The parking lot here is always a little bit accelerated. Sorry. Uh, no, that's no problem. It, uh, it, you just, are correct. Yeah. It's, it's a windy corridor. How, do you now? You park facing the opposite way that I do, Steve, but sometimes I, I open my car door and it just shuts. Yes. Because I'll open my door and then I reach over to get my briefcase <laughs> and, I'll, and it'll just clunk. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens all the time here. We have a very windy parking lot. You guys had an interesting segment uh, one time. Are you backer inners or backer polar uh, throughers? Yes. Polar throughers. Yeah. And um, I noticed Connor is a backer inner, but uh, I, and I think you are too, Preston. No, uh, I I so that I pull through. I, I'm parking with the front 
but I don't actually put my car in reverse because when I get here, nobody's here. Yeah, well, that no, only works if you have an open parking lot. Yeah, correct. exactly. Yeah, correct. Otherwise, I'm a puller in But I don't, I don't stop and reverse into a spot. Now I park that way because it will be convenient for me to get out. But I don't like backing into a, already where there's activity where people are driving around and you know. So I don't do that. But okay. but at um, Four o'clock in the morning. You can I, do whatever you, you want. Do what you you want. Do we guess what I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get to pull straight in. Yeah. Uh, shall we do Yay! the letter? Guess what I get to do. Letter of the day? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. D is in dirty dog. Oh, dirty dog or ding dirty dern. <laughs> uh, we're going to give away our PlayStation 5 bundle, which is a series of games. In fact, it's the five uh, top video games of the year. Gran Turismo, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part 1, and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. Sony PlayStation 5's top video games of the year make great gifts this holiday season. You can visit PlayStation.com for all the information. Uh, what's happening on this blustery day, sir? <laughs> The 12 Days of Metallica continue at uh, noon. Another pair of two-day, a pair of tickets for each day, August 4th and 6th. Next summer uh, at uh, high noon, we will give those away for Metallica. Uh, we also have Killers tickets for their uh, visit in uh, Atlantic City in March. Workforce blocks of Pink Floyd in Lincoln Park. And uh, also, um, in honor of Christine McVie, we'll do a big block of uh, Fleetwood Mac. I've got some, um, I have a demo of an early song of hers uh, that I just found last night. So wow. um, uh, we, shall, um, we shall celebrate her life. Excellent. Thank you, Pierre. Nobody does it like you, by the way. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by uh, Kids Partners, the plan kids need, the care parents love. Also brought to you by Duncan. The President and Steve Show runs on Duncan and Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Tomorrow on uh, No Sad Bro Friday, uh, we have Alfonso Ribeiro. Ah. Which is always great to talk to him. Christopher Titus will be in our studio. It's been a while. And holiday activities, holiday right, Kathy? It might be Monday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I know. I feel so holiday bad. Activities. So, they're, 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 regardless, there's the one that's time sensitive will be revealed tomorrow, correct? It's a part of one. We'll, okay. we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay. okay. We'll see. All right, we'll see. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the ba 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 